0: Everybody, welcome to Campus Comics Cast, coming to you from Carmel, Illinois, with special guests from the Campus Comics crew. And now, here's your host, the man with the previews in hand,
1: Mike No. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Campus Comics Cast, coming to you from 821B uh, East Main Street. Uh, eight sixteen B. What I say? Twenty one. Yeah. Eight twenty one. Eight twenty one is the old location, isn't it? <laughs> oh man, it was eight twenty one South <laughs> Illinois. Do you want to start over? I can cut it right here. I don't know. I feel like leaving me and being dumb and out of date okay, is kind right. of in. It's on brand.
2: <laughs> I said eight twenty one.
1: I can still tell you the name of the store's account number with diamond. <laughs> Like, I won't say it on the air, but I do. Mike told me when I was putting in orders one time, he was like, we're account number. And I said, you say it like I don't know. It turns out, like, I shouldn't know. I haven't needed that information for God knows how long. My grandma's birthday is probably not in my brain, but the store's (laughs) account number is. Anyway, from 816 B East Main Street uh, here in the shop. Uh, We do not have Mike with us today. He had some stuff to do at the close of business, so he popped out. So it is uh, me, Matt Martin, along with Scott Reed and Dan Brown. All right. So we are doing the monthly previews uh, review, and we actually have a little bit of point of contention on when these are due. The catalog says August 18th, but as Mike is not here to verify that for us, we think that is the conservative estimate that Previews gives, Diamond gives folks to get uh, your orders in with plenty of time for your retailer. I think it's probably the following like i would think thursday so. yeah. I, I i feel like mike's going to tell me that the order is due like cuz this the thursday of the month or yeah, something like yeah the 18th is a sunday which feels odd yeah. so it's i assume a few days after that but probably mm, you know early mid 20s of august let's a say.
0: good rule of thumb though is the earlier the better yes, yes. you get us the, exactly. what you want we can you know, there's a better chance you exactly get it what i was mm-hmm. going to say was, so just roll with that as
1: matt is the person putting these things in i'll tell you what matt doesn't like
0: <laughs> it's getting <laughs>
1: facebook messages at midnight that say hey can you order these things for me because it usually means i have to kind of go back through so we're going to do the uh, same routine we always do we're going to start with dc then go to the marvel previews and then do the big book and that is it and if we have a uh, little notes at the end we will see and i'm sure scott will tell us all the Ellen. blanks and everything yes. else right yep i'll all give right. it a shot anyway okay and as always if uh you pick up your own previews uh, feel free to check these things out and let us know if there's anything that we missed that you think is really notable um comment on the facebook page or in the talk back on the on the podcast too all right. Well, let's start with the cover. First
0: off, yeah. uh, DC's gotten so crazy with the variants that now their previous catalog has variants. What cover did everybody get?
1: I got Joker Harley, and uh, I didn't know there were variant covers. Birds of prey. I got I Birds of Prey too. I didn't know until Scott said something when we were pulling books before this, <laughs> and I thought, "What is he talking about?" And I still didn't get it until we sat down, and I was like, "Oh, oh! Yeah. I have a different previews <laughs> than you do." I thought I legitimately I had somehow gotten the wrong one for a minute.
0: So
3: for the completest, there yeah. are I, two when copies.
0: When I first saw six. it, I thought they were still just doing the flip
3: covers oh, yeah it's like nope. nope is the back cover the same on both i didn't even check yeah, okay same so. back
1: cover oh, okay. nope. oh no different back covers wow. too. you guys got the family friendly basket full of heads right yeah. <laughs> and i got uh you the
3: villain okay
1: all right let's roll and speaking of oh do we want to do the dan do you normally do the uh the, the stuff that's in the beginning previews we talk about that when we get Ah, screw it. That's great. We DC. go to the big book. We go yeah, to the big, big book? book. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Come so, remember if we did a little intro on that or not? No. So, I feel like we haven't done this in forever, and without yeah. having Mike here, all of a sudden it's like a rudderless ship. <laughs> right. Page we'll,
0: one. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Page one. Hill House. Uh, DC's cutting back on imprints, so that's why they're starting a new one
1: with Joe Hill. I, I told Scott before you came in. <laughs> I said it to myself when I was tagging these, and by the time I was done, I had I had thought it in my head so many times. It's going to be my my meme of the episode. Vertigo died for this. Yeah. <laughs> Now so,
3: this is just black label though
0: isn't
1: it? No, it's no? Just, it's, it's, okay. no, it's 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 own...
0: it is it is uh, Hill House is an imprint but it is through Black Label. Right, it's an imprint okay. of an imprint Exactly.
1: <laughs> you know, like But yes, an...
0: this 6 months ago this would have been a vertigo. Thing, yeah, oh, absolutely. Probably, yeah. yeah. And
1: and I I have to say like me complaining I'm not going to not buy these. These all sound (laughs) awesome. And I love Joe Hill. So uh, if you don't know, which I'm sure most people probably do, Joe Hill is Stephen King's son. Mm -hmm. uh, And he writes very much in the vein of his father. And Basketful of Heads is such a fantastic, evocative title for a horror book. And it's a miniseries. I think they're all miniseries, too. Yeah. And if you've noticed, they all have a backup story that all ties together, um, a backup story called Sea Dogs that's about werewolves in the Revolutionary War, oh. which sounds so awesomely stoned that I really want to check that out, too. So is
3: Basket Full Heads the only one that's this It's the only one that's month? come out so okay. far. Right. The,
1: the page before that shows you yeah. Dollhouse Family starts in November, uh, The Low, Low Woods is in December, Daphne Burn in January, and Plunge in February. Okay.
0: Yeah, and our favorite artist, TBD, is working on Plunge. <laughs> so he gets pretty, so much work. Yeah, it should be a pretty strong book. Hey, uh, Kelly Jones on yeah, uh, Daphne Byrne. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's John Byrne's daughter. <laughs> is that how that works? <laughs> well, well, I hope she's not as mean as her dad.
1: <laughs> but
0: let's
2: be
1: honest,
0: uh, it's a horror book. She right. might be. So after that, we've got this month's Year of the Villain obligatory pages. Yeah. Uh, what I thought was interesting is they have announced these acetate covers they're going to do that are released in November, but we have to order them now. So it's probably a longer turnaround time as far as production goes on those. So and it uh, makes the, it
1: makes the previews really weird because yeah. it feels like deja vu because you see like Batman and Batman, mm-hmm. yeah. and then fifty pages later here's another Batman, and yeah. and I thought that when I was going through I thought wait weren't there already two issues of, of this and this and yeah. this and i, I realize they're all the the variant covers yeah
0: but again if you want if you you know you have your heart set on one of these let us know ahead of time because it's probably going to be an issue where we can't reorder these yep. they'll probably mm-hmm. print these to the demand that, you know that is what i was gonna ask you. if you
1: saw i don't remember if it was didio or somebody else but somebody from dc basically said we already expect these to be exactly like the 3d covers were back in new 52 right that they're going to get printed once People are going to underorder them. Yeah. You're going to have angry fans who are like, "What do you mean I can't get that one?" So I know we say this a million times. If it's important to you that you have one specific thing, for goodness sake, please tell somebody at the shop that you really, really want that one, uh, because these are a little bit pricier, and Mike's probably not going to just go hard on them right. on a whim.
0: If you see something, say something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> After that, we've like Dan's got always to... reporting every backpack he sees in here. Uh, Batman's Grave by uh, Warren Ellis Mm -hmm. and Brian Hitch together again Uh, I think this leaked out on uh, a show on the BBC a while back that Brian Hitch was on (laughs) the host let this slip and apparently this is what they were talking about so, it's a 12-issue series. Uh, Brian Hitch just did that with
1: Hawkman. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, I'd be more worried about Warren Ellis than yeah. Brian Hitch. And I'm not. I'm not, like, super worried about Warren Ellis. But, yeah, you're right. You know. He, he was he hit Hawkman month to month. So. And this is,
0: like, its own standalone set And thing, it's, not, it's not
1: oversized or yeah. anything, you know, where it would, it would make him fall behind. On the next page, Brian Azzarello doing Birds of Prey. Uh, you know, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I can't wait. To someday get to hear the story of all the things that got changed because Bleeding Cool leaked them early. Um, yeah. Because the original version, allegedly, of Heroes in Crisis, Bleeding Cool leaked. And uh, originally, Brian Azzarello was doing Suicide Squad with, with Wally West. Right. And that's not happened now. And somehow we now get Birds of Prey. With Harley Quinn. Yeah, mm-hmm. because there's a movie coming out, I hear. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And there's a J. Scott Campbell variant cover.
1: Yep. For That'll, the J.
3: Scott Campbell fans.
1: That ought to sell crazy. Yeah. Uh, the yep. next page, more the Year of the Villains, including John Carpenter?
0: Well, John Carpenter and Anthony Birch. Yeah. I think <laughs> it will be the doing the heavy lifting on that one. But, yeah, you get a book with John Carpenter's name on there. Kind
1: of cool. I mean, you and I talked about this last time. They, uh, I have to give DC credit. As much as I think these are probably largely – you know not books anybody demanded there be a series of $5 one shots they have not in any way skimped on the talent on them no. they didn't they didn't pull the interns up and have them fill yeah. in for an issue they've put like legit yeah, they, talent they, they, on yeah, all these, they, books. these aren't tryout books yeah. you know so i mean John Romita Paul Jenkins John Carpenter Philip Tan like yeah. it's it's all people who who do good work so uh,
0: after that on page 9 we've got the Batman 2 number 251 facsimile edition and this is a reproduction of the Danny O'Neill, Neil Adams story, The Joker's Five-Way Revenge, which is just like a classic Joker story, kind of bringing him back to his more homicidal roots. And it's the iconic, you know, giant Joker with Batman on a playing card over the city that they merchandise like crazy now. Too, you can get posters, shirts, all kinds of stuff. Those with this wooden image things they now. sell
1: at Hobby Lobby. Yeah. yeah. Signs. Well, yeah.
3: We, t- we talked about that book last previews, though, didn't I we? I feel like we did. Because we talked about, you talked about somebody cosplaying as this cover. Yeah. Uh So what was, was that for like a on the bus or something or a trade or something that was that maybe. cover was on? I'm trying to think now, I can't huh. remember. Go back and
0: listen and let us know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after that, we've got the Joker Harley Criminal Sanity. Uh this is is this black label? No. And no, that's super it weird. It seems like to it, me. Should be. it should be. Second yeah.
1: time I'm going to say I can't believe Vertigo had to die for this. Yeah. Was like we've got these mature readers books that now aren't in the mature like it's marked mature readers
2: Mm -hmm. and it's not
1: in the mature readers line it's a prestige format
0: mature reader which you think means black Black label label now.
1: and neither is the joker book by jeff lemire Mm -hmm. on the next Mm -hmm. page which is also mature readers and prestige
0: format You know what? I feel like these were announced as Black Label. I do, too. I I feel like in San Diego or something. They said they were. I wonder if it's just not labeled in the catalog. There
1: is a rumor that Black Label is not on good terms with Warner Brothers, that basically they killed Vertigo, and then DC was like, okay, mature readers out. We'll just make this other line. And they were like, wait, no. We said no mature readers books. And DC was like, heard you. Black Label it is. So that... Well, it's such
0: a weird thing, because also Superman Year One is mature readers. No. Yeah. You you read it, right? Yeah, I read the first issue. I... I expected it to
1: be so much grittier for it being Frank Miller's black label Superman year one. I wasn't
0: expecting that, but like, I feel like black label was supposed to be one thing. Yeah. Now it's become new Vertigo.
1: Which, hilariously, is the reason Vertigo doesn't exist either. Vertigo was supposed to be one thing, and then Vertigo became this catch all for everything that doesn't have a cape. Right. And then they kind of. Astro City. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, but Astro City (laughs) was Wildstorm until Wildstorm wasn't a thing anymore, and then Mm -hmm. they were like. Uh, I don't know, whatever this is. Well, it was
0: supposed to just be DC, yeah. and then Kurt Buzek asked to be folded into yeah. Vertigo so people wouldn't think he was bringing Astro City to, to DC. To DC, yep.
1: Which is understandable. On the next page, another book Did, that totally would this, have been a Vertigo yeah, book. Absolutely mm-hmm. would have been Vertigo. And a I feel a like, dark fantasy book called The Last God. Yeah. If I've ever seen a book that screams, I'm a Vertigo book, it's this, yeah. but... But no, it's and not.
0: I feel like this was probably already in the works when they shut down Vertigo. Yes, so that we still got to come out with this. That
1: is, a, that is a fantastic point. I completely agree. Uh, I don't have anything until 22. I got 17 just out of snark. Is Did anybody ask for 12 issues of Dan DiDio writing Metal Men? <laughs> did he do it before? I don't. Did know. he do a previous
0: Metal Man, seri- Metal Man series? Metal series because I feel like he has, but I, I might know. be confusing it with something else. I don't know,
1: but I feel like every once in a while he gets because he's an exec the chance to write a book. It never sells, yeah, and then it just it's a shelf filler of a book.
0: Well, it's they got to retain the copyright and trademark, yeah. especially now with movies being so like yeah. they're going to make a Metal Man movie. Well, you know,
1: as hard as it is to believe that anybody's ever going to care about a Metal Man movie, stranger, literally stranger things than that have happened, right? right. So. Who would have thought Ant Man would make so much money? Other right. than no me, other than me.
3: you, you and Jack Kirby. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was like Paul Rudd, Ant Man. I'm there.
3: Back on sixteen, you got the second issue and final issue of the Legion of Superheroes Millennium. So that's just a two issue series. So that's one that you could overlook if you aren't uh, if you aren't careful. And then on Metal Men number one, I see that Shane Davis is doing the art. Yeah, and I haven't seen his name pop up in quite a while. So on anything. Yeah. So who's, uh,
1: who's really good? Yeah. yeah,
3: I met him at. Uh, Uh, the cape convention
1: a few years ago i could not
3: meet him at the cape convention because
0: someone was monopolizing his time at the table (laughs) the whole time i was there (laughs) it was annoying
1: was it scott it was, not, it was okay. not Scott. I had to be my at least part of the time. So. I yeah. was like, yeah. well, if there's shade being thrown, I'd like to hear it. Let's get it out. We, we just changed format. We're going to form- have it out. I've been we, holding this in for four years. We just changed format. This is a Springer-style show now. <laughs> Nobody knew. But I'm going to bring somebody out of the back. and <laughs> Let's bring him on back to confront Dan. On uh, page 20, the uh, DC's Halloween special, which is, Ten bucks for eighty pages—it's a little too much, but it's always cool. Man, I love that cover yeah. and the name, "The Secrets of the Sinister House" is, is such a fantastic uh, '70s DC style th- book, and it just—it looks like it's a Hammer horror poster. Uh, it's got a vampire Batman behind a you know like fancy scared Joker. Joker. It looks like he's you know got some late '60s early '70s clothes on. It—it's hmm. just—it's just a really really cool cover. So I'm gonna buy it honestly for the cover. <laughs> On, uh, anybody gonna talk about 22 and 23? Well, I want to oh, talk about 21 one. real
0: quick. Okay. I kind of skipped over it without okay. realizing it. We've got Superman Smashes the Clan, number yep. one. Yep. And yeah, it's that clan, folks. Yeah. The one you're thinking mm-hmm. of. Uh, so, so get ready
1: because the internet will be full of why can't DC just leave politics out? Right. But let's just remember if you looked at this and you felt criticized, <laughs> maybe it's time to take a hard look at your politics. <laughs>
3: my, yeah. my, well, I don't know if I should even say this. So I'm not <laughs> going to. Never mind. I'm not even going to say it. So. Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. So
0: the or, the origin of this book, though, is a run of the old Superman radio show mm-hmm. from the 40s, where you know Superman went up against a very KKK-like organization. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where the roots of this are. Uh, I don't know if those are available, those original shows, because it seems like they sporadically release those radio shows over time like that. I
1: feel like they were a long time ago. We had a customer back when I worked here who used to buy those radio serials, mm. and I don't remember if... One of them came in, and he was telling me about, or if it's just a time that he told me about how there was a right. Superman fights the clan. Yeah, I, I know that there used to be a couple of companies that did archival projects, yeah, back the, on CD
0: yeah, for yeah. radio shows. And um, there and there are companies that do release this stuff commercially. So I don't know you can get, still does anymore. but it seemed like specifically the Adventures of Superman radio show was very sporadically released this is the time to re-release a set of those shows specifically that storyline i would think right now with this coming out so it'd be interesting if somebody does that for sure because it's one of those things i've heard about for years but Mm -hmm. i've never actually heard the shows um after that we've got tales from the dark multiverse batman nightfall number one and the death of superman number one sort of uh,
3: elseworld sort of takes Mm -hmm. on these events I, I like. I I think this cover is cool with Lois Lane as the Eradicator. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're one-shot. three Weeks cover. Yeah, I'll probably
0: pick these up. It's not like it's a 12-issue mini series or something. Any thoughts,
1: Matt? I I got a Facebook message from somebody when these were announced. They were like, did you see these? And I said, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what? And I said, who wants these? Like, who said, give me another take on... A, 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 I say this as a person who's probably gonna buy them because Batman's in right. one of them, but I, a little, I just kind of roll my eyes and feel, I just I feel like I got focus grouped into this. <laughs> like, well, uh, our numbers say that uh, there's a lot of forty somethings who well, remember I the nineties. Well, that's the thing. Let's yeah, get that's more definitely of their money. what they're
0: targeting with this. Like, right. there's oh, yeah. a reason they chose these events. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's, hey, not the, it's
1: not the trial of Barry Allen being no, dark multiversal here. They're like, hey. You about forty? Yeah. You remember this stuff from <laughs> when you were a teenager? People you won't buy it. You won't buy it again. <laughs> right. Not really, still, but people you gonna... still buy Superman
3: seventy-five, Death of Superman. Yeah. yeah. If you've got oh, one yeah. that's still sitting around in the black bag, they, people will buy it. Not I for mean, as much as you're wanting, though. No, no, not for a million it. dollars. But uh, <laughs> that's the other point. You Dan. can get about you know fifteen
0: to if twenty some, out of it. If somebody <laughs> has
1: it, they're going to try and sell it to you if yeah. they aren't buying one. Uh,
0: Death of Superman. So after that, we've got the I guess the reboot of the hundred page giants.
1: Dude, I'm completely lost about this. And I say this is a guy who buys the Walmart books. Mm-hmm. So they're relaunching these, but they're gonna start at Walmart first, but then it says including twenty four pages of new material. Some would say thirty pages of new material. Mm-hmm. Well, that means that's different stuff. So these the reprints of Batman Giant number one with more stuff that wasn't in the original ones, or are these completely different reprints? I think I thought
0: these were supposed to be completely new books. But, like, now the line will be available at Mass Market, Walmart, and your, the comic Yeah, shops. they're, I mean, they're going
1: to have them at Target, and there's somewhere else that has them, too, because I saw the different displays oh, yeah. that they have. They I don't know if you've seen the horror stories about how mishandled the books are at Walmart.
0: Oh, I've got horror stories of how those books are mishandled at Walmart. <laughs> have you
1: seen the pictures, Bleeding Cool Runs all the time, of the... There are a bunch of Walmarts that have these, like, squishy like um, like gel stress relief balls that are mm-hmm. in the bags. They keep coming busted and they're hung above the way Walmart's shelving uh. stuff is <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be hung above the comic books. So people keep coming in and they find the oh entire boy. rack of DC is covered in this like crusted Slide. gel crap. So now DC has started telling Walmart and, and mass market retailers that they will manage it, which is hilarious because I own one of the displays. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got my Walmart to let me take the display yeah. And they will definitely not let you do that now. Right. <laughs> so if you want one, now is the time to try and convince your Walmart to let you take it.
3: There's also a video online of Jim Lee going to a yes. Walmart store and restacking yeah.
1: all of those all of those books. <laughs> I like yeah. to imagine he's mumbling freaking kids yeah. the right. whole time. But now
0: whereas right now there are currently six ongoing titles, now there's ten. So they're at least, you know, it's profitable enough that they're expanding the line,
3: mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, I don't have anything for a little bit. Yeah, well, 29. What is. Okay, so Batman 80 and 81. What is Tom King's last issue again? I always forget. Tom
1: King's last it, issue is 85? 85, okay. All
3: right. Something like that. And then we'll, on, we'll see what it is, I guess. Yeah. And then on 3rd. It's either 83 or
1: 85. It's basically as soon as City of Bane is done, he's done. Everything that was supposed to come after City of Bane goes to Batman Catwoman.
3: So, page 31, you got oh. Batman Annual 4, also written by Tom King, oh, which man. I wonder if this annual is like one of the stories that he
1: planned on putting into and they just moved it to an annual I don't believe that it is I saw I don't remember if Tom King said it about Weeks and Fornes or if one of the artists said it about them but I believe the story was specifically written for the two artists as an annual and that is that is the most on brand book for me I've ever seen (laughs) Tom King Lee Weeks and Jorge Fornes Um, if you're not familiar with either of those artists good lord have you missed out they're both fantastic And it's very well suited to King's style, too. I'm very happy about it.
0: Uh, On 36, we've got uh, Batman Creature of the Night, number four. How late? I know, that just stood out to me. Like, I forgot this was still going. I haven't been picking it up, but I thought, oh, that ended right. Nope. Just
1: super late. I I also, I guess I forgot that we got one, two, and three. I remember getting one and two. I assume I have three, but it's been so long ago that. Yeah, I'm sure we
0: have. But yeah, I don't remember it either now that you're saying that. Uh, I guess we did. We've got Batman Ninja Turtles uh, 3, number 6, wrapping up this month. Uh, page 44. Uh, on 42, okay. we've got Deceased, number 5. Uh, October has five Wednesdays, so we're getting some weekly books this month. Uh, the fifth issue of Deceased comes out at the beginning of the month, and I believe the last issue comes out at the end of the month. Yeah so they're kind
3: of wrapping up the deceased
0: storyline in October which is appropriate for Halloween so page 45 you got
3: deceased number six which I'm digging this dark side variant cover yeah so I think that's the Matina variant of course you got a pretty sick detective chimp yeah. cover as well
2: sick yeah
1: <laughs> there you go sick detective <laughs> chimp for those who are not aware is the name of Scott's punk band I'm going
2: seventy
3: four
2: on 74 uh, uh, next
1: thing I is 57 to cover something we talked about earlier uh I, I thought it was Scott, but apparently it was Dan in our investment book recommendation last time was Harley and Ivy number one. And in this one, uh, the Floronic Man is on the cover and as it says that it is uh, about Harley or Ivy beginning to understand her place in the green. If you read Justice League Dark, there's been some some developments with uh, the Floronic Man's connection to the green, which is the force that powers Swamp Thing. And I think Dan made a really good pick. I think there might actually be some some legit implications for DC from that. So, hats off, Dan. I ordered four copies of that book because you recommended it. There you
0: go. And everybody else should, too. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs>
1: I got, uh, what's, what's everybody's next page? That's what
3: I say. 74, I think, is my oh, yeah. next thing. So
1: I've got 64. Go. Lois Lane, number one, was a lot of fun. Was it? Yeah, I haven't read it yet. I'm, so. I'm, I'm super, uh, two is out. We're, we're looking at it on the shelf today so uh that'll be hopefully one of the books I get a chance to read when I get home tonight but uh no Lois Lane has been a lot of fun maybe not quite as good as I hoped it'd be being it as a rucka writing a detective story well, I feel
0: like he's wanted to do this but, for so long this should be pretty polished yeah. in his head yeah you know I mean, it's, what I mean? and it's
1: also 12 issues so I'm not giving it too hard of a time that number one didn't you know stomp right. the gas um I, I feel pretty good a 12 issue run of, of rucka doing that is going to be a lot of fun I think uh, my next thing is... Okay, so 70. 70. Okay, 70. Go. I really just want to comment. Have you guys seen how late Shazam is? Uh, Why are they still soliciting Shazam? I don't know. The next issue, which I think is seven, is is currently four months late now and isn't going to be out for, like, another month and a half or something. Wow. It's really crazy. So, it, it turns out, I guess, you would think that Doomsday Clock was late because of Gary Frank, right? Right. But, Jeff Johns also does shazam and yeah. it's way late. way late so i guess it's jeff johns or maybe it's both it's illegal doing Shazam, yeah, right. yeah
0: i don't see him not being able to crank that's what i thought book. too
1: and you he know? did he always kept up with uh, JSA, jsa and, yeah. and, and
0: uh I'm trying to think what the other he did DC gotham knights yeah yeah
1: so i guess it's maybe it's jeff johns maybe all the fingers have been pointed the wrong way
3: point one finger out matt
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, that's true page uh, 74 superman year one issue three so the last issue is at least solicited the first issue's is out is that right mm-hmm. so m- maybe it won't be as incredibly late as i expected this book to be so maybe it'll come close to being maybe a monthly like a month or two behind schedule as opposed to you know six to ten months behind schedule <laughs> uh, my next thing's on uh, 91 my next one's seventy-eight. You get the same comment
1: I do, probably. Right? Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go for it. Man. <laughs> well, I'm not reading. It. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news on well, everything. Well, guess what? Nobody else is
0: either. Yeah. <laughs> because they are canceling this book or resoliciting it for a later date the, or whatever. Their the book in question is, is
1: Wildcats number three. Um, yeah. I assume you saw the same thing I did. The artist, which is uh, who is it? Ramon. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, Billy Lobos. Yeah. S- he was very optimistic, like, "Oh, I just need some time to catch up." Right. And Warren Ellis went into full-on crotchety old man mode. And said, no, the book's canceled. It's not happening. And then he made some sort of snarky remark about maybe someday they'll find uh, an artist who can write my old man crap. Uh, And then that's it. Book dead. So all those podcasts I've said, you guys, do you think I'm going to get all my wild storm? Do you think they're really good? Where is it? Well, the answer is, I guess that's it. Um, I I feel like there's no way they don't do something with Wildcats again, right?
0: Again in five years. That seems what always happens. It seems like there has been so many misfires on relaunching Wildcats.
1: Ellis says that he had... Two or three of the scripts already done. Mm-hmm. And I guess they canceled it because of art. Like, just go find another artist. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> is it that big of a deal? Let's find another artist. So, especially because yeah, it's, it's all...
0: It's, it was supposed to be an ongoing, right? It wasn't a bi- series.
1: No, this is a mini series too. All of the Wild oh. Storm stuff that he was doing was a mini. The Wild Storm was supposed right. to be 24 issues, right. and those came out. Then there were supposed to be four six-part minis right. that went along with it. The first one was Michael Cray. That came right. out and finished. Or the 12 part. 12 part? Anyway, there's supposed to be four tie-in minis. The rumor was they were Wildcats, The Authority, and Gen 13. But we never got The Authority or Gen 13 even announced. And right. Wildcats got announced and got canceled. Right. So I'm sad. <laughs> we, I think we all have books like that.
3: So page 91, we've got some dollar books from DC. Batman 497, the... Bane breaks the bat. Uh, Joker number one. Uh, Superman seventy-five because there aren't enough copies of Superman That's seventy-five right. floating around any anyplace. Uh, Swamp Thing number one and Watchmen number one. So um, most of those, uh, probably the highest, most expensive book on that list is probably Joker one. Um, just cause I think it's a little bit harder to find. I don't know what Watchmen one's going for right now though.
0: Not crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know that show's starting up. Maybe people might. Watchmen be one, not those. so much.
1: One through one, Watchmen one through twelve. Yeah, right. Yeah, decent little chunk. <laughs> I just told somebody that today. He was talking about buying some '80s and '90s DC books, and I said, you know, that could be a whole round of Watchmen in there. And he was like, so which Watchmen should I be looking for? And I was like, you should be looking for one through twelve.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't
1: look for like a random assortment. Mm-hmm. That's not any good.
3: Though I do need an issue eleven. I'm for some reason my really? set doesn't have number eleven.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Page
3: 93, uh, we've got Superman Up in the Sky 4, written by Tom King, plus it has a Superman Flash race cover for everybody who likes the Flash Superman race covers. uh, 95, we've got the start of uh, some of the acetate covers here that
0: are coming out in November, so you can see what they look like here. Uh, It seems to be the gimmick is there's something crazy on the cover, then when you flip open the acetate, there's something, there's a twist behind it there, so some hidden characters and stuff like that so you can kind of see what they all are for this advanced solicitation there's There's quite a few of them are you going to get any of them oh i'm sure i'll get the batman ones probably the books i normally get i'll get these covers for them but i'm not going to get all of these um i'll probably get the batman family books in general uh han one eighteen We've got a new uh, collection of The Absolute Fourth World by Jack Kirby, Volume 1. Uh, and this is, you know, the first chunk of uh, Kirby's Fourth World saga. Uh, what is it? 816 pages for 150 bucks. Not bad. You know, especially probably cheaper than getting all the real ones.
3: Yeah, and that's usually put out yeah. in, uh, you know. in four <laughs> volumes. Yeah. You know, yeah, the first, the, the Jimmy Olsen 134 will cost you close to the 150 mark anyway. Yeah.
1: Uh, that's what i was thinking as a dude who's been buying some of those fourth world issues at cons lately yeah they're up
0: i kind of want an artist edition of kirby's fourth world so we can see where they pasted on the kurt swan superman face <laughs> to everything oh, tell the superman drawings mm-hmm. can you imagine them doing that today
1: <laughs> can you imagine that original art was just sent in the mail yeah right mm-hmm. yeah or shredded. For that you know, too. just destroyed. That, that or,
3: or used for notes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Giving away to fans that come in the
3: office. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Here, kid. Yeah. Where, take where, some priceless art. I know. Where was I when that was going on? Uh, after that, on 119, we've got uh, Batman, the 1989 movie adaption, deluxe edition, hardcover. Why? I'm going to get it. Why? Because <laughs> I like that. Well, I love that movie. Well, yeah. But um, it's but. a good It's a good adaptation, too, okay. of it. Um <laughs> You know Jerry Ordway made the good call of getting likeness rights to the actors in that, and no, none of the other merchandisers did, so he made a good chunk off uh, selling that artwork to other companies that had licensed the Batman property that year. So, do you not have it already? No, I've got it. Okay, that's so. But this is like a you know nice hardcover they're doing, and the original I think is only 48 pages, and this book is 144. So, wow. I think there's a lot of extra stuff uh what are they saying in here
1: <laughs> there's a whole lot of blank pages. High, yeah, high quality
0: so it's like the it's the story
3: oh. and then the original yeah, art the Original too. art. okay so it's an artist edition built in
1: yeah That's i don't nice. know if i need all of that but no, you know but, i mean you're hey, to do it you've you've paid more and gotten less before i'm sure
3: True that page 121 you have the deceased hardcover being solicited the same month as the issue six
0: and after that we've got a new uh DC poster portfolio. This is Year of the Villains, so it looks like it's a lot of the villain variant covers they're putting in here. On 124, we've got DC's Wanted, The World's Most Dangerous Supervillains, and this was like an old reprint series, reprinting old supervillain stories. I have a few issues of these. It's one of those things I always think about going back and picking them up, trying to track them down, but here they all are, collected here. Um, On 125, we've got, what is it? Uh, the Death of Superman: The Wake trade paperback. This was a story that was digital first, and they're collecting now in print. And then we've got The Flash: 80 Years of the Fastest Man Alive, which will be out in November. But I'm pretty sure it's next year, isn't it? Wasn't Flash 1940? I don't know. So I feel like don't look at me. That's for next year. <laughs> Uh, After that, we've got Flash Year One hardcover. The story's still going on, but it's been really good. Uh, Joshua Williamson and Howard Porter Art.
1: Hot take, I hate it. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I think it's terrible. What, Flash Year One? Yeah, I don't like it. I think it's bad.
3: Really? Yes. I really
0: like it. I think it.
1: the dialogue is aggressively mediocre. Is it
3: still Williamson doing the yeah. writing? Uh-huh. I've enjoyed his stuff so far. I haven't read this yet, but... Boy,
1: I hope we don't have Josh Williamson at a con soon and we have to edit this, <laughs> we have to edit this out. But man, somebody said something the other day about he's the last guy from Rebirth that's keeping his book and I thought, well, he kind of sucks too. <laughs> he's uh-huh. the least good of all of them. Really?
3: So I've enjoyed it. I
1: just think it's... Uh, I, so maybe my standards are too high. The only time I ever really read Flash consistently. And I love the character. The only time I really read it consistently was Jeff Johns. And I really mostly read it during the whole Jeff Johns Scott Collins run. Hi but you're gonna say Mark Wade. Which is so. pure freaking gold. Mm-hmm. I've never read that much of Wade's Flash and I want to and I, I just Never have. I don't know why. I love yeah, Mark Waid. I am kind of in the same boat with but that I for just some reason. haven't. It's one of those ones that every once in a while I think about, like, oh, I should try and track those issues, those traits. Right. But the issues are shockingly hard to find. They shouldn't be that yeah. rare. Like, mm. they're from the 90s. They're not that I feel like that the book rare. wasn't
0: selling that well then either or something, yeah, but, maybe. but
1: they also haven't really, like, appreciated. It's just mm. they're not valuable. They're just hard to find. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I always look for a good run, and people will have these shotgun method of like you know they've got holes everywhere in them where you're gonna have to go and find those ones too right. so if i could find somebody that would just sell me the whole wade run i'd i'd probably pay a premium for right. it to do it i just haven't been able to find one but i just it's not that i think williamson's flash run has been bad the whole time it's just i don't know man Dean i don't feel like the year one really has added anything to it it's just a time travel story about Barry. Turns out to still be Barry. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, and oh, the turtle's the villain. Okay.
3: <laughs> Flash. Sure, man.
1: Sure, man. Whatever.
3: Flash Comics number one, January nineteen forty. Now yeah. I don't know if that's cover date, which means it would actually oh, be November 8, of thirty nine. Yeah. Right. But so yeah, they got Maybe. a little wiggle room right there.
0: Uh, what is this one twenty nine? We've got the Man and Superman Deluxe Edition. This is the uh, just, uh, one shot that came out a while back from Marv Wolfman. I guess they're doing a deluxe version of this. I don't know if I feel a...
1: like this is just a thank you to Marv Wolfman. You think
0: so? Because yeah. I feel like was were people demanding this? No. Like I didn't pick up that book. I don't know how good it
1: was. No, but I've met I met Marv Wolfman last year and mm. I get it. He's a sweet, sweet man. Yeah. <laughs> so I think when I saw that I thought the same thing, I was like, well, think everybody really needs that. But I imagine DC was like, Marv Wolfman. Yeah. Throw the guy an extra paycheck. What do you say? Yeah. And I honestly having met him, can't hate it. I right. think it's a great idea.
3: Well, you know, he I mean he had that injury sometime after a recent convention, yeah. so maybe they are doing him a favor. Too. Yeah. So. I, I, I was gonna it, say he's DC in his his injured. He so
1: yeah. yeah. Yep. I think it's very nice if yeah. that's the case.
3: Either way. So on one thirty we've
0: got the Luther Trade paperback, and this is the collection of the Lex Luther Man of Steel mini series from back in the day by Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo.
1: Has it been retroactively changed to black label?
0: it doesn't look feels like feels it. like it could have been yeah and, def- yet it that, wasn't. yeah and the joker book yep it was retroactively renamed luther to go along okay. with the joker book
2: <laughs>
0: uh what is it 132 we've got superman city of tomorrow volume one this was the start of the run with uh, jeff loeb joe kelly Ed mcginnis from that was around 2000 right 99 sl- 2000 early 2000s yeah so yeah that's that's, a, that's
1: what was on when i started working here
0: yeah so uh Starts that whole run started really strong too. So this volume one is probably some good stuff in here. It is. It's very. Um, it's
1: very fun. Light, oh yeah. It's the, yeah.
0: Superman. It's the Superman Y2K number one specials in here. So yeah, it's right around then.
3: Uh,
0: one thirty five.
3: Superman Year One hardcover also solicited uh, this month, along with the final issue. So now this is a uh, what solicited for sale on uh, November six, and most of this stuff is coming out in, in October. October yeah. So. A little, but I don't know. Maybe it's gonna again. It's gonna be close to on time. So I don't have anything else
0: on uh, 139. We've got the Batman versus Harley Quinn battle statue second edition because they tried this was it last year I think, and like every one of the statues okay. was screwed up. So
1: glad you said that because I looked at this and I thought, haven't we one had this and two what, weren't they all broken? Yep. I remember Mike showing they, me yeah. how it didn't fit, and I th- I looked at it and I kept like. Trying to figure out—is this just like the other one but different? This is literally just a reprinting of that statue, huh? I know. It a says new, I think this is—I
0: think this is reworked. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I mean, this, it's like a new version yeah, of that it's, same it's thing. It's that same statue, okay. but I, this one looks smaller to me too. I feel like they've probably scaled it back some too on this. But again, three hundred seventy-five dollar price tag. Maybe <laughs> let's scale this down a little more. Whenever <laughs> hey, already, hey, we it. made
1: it work this time, so yeah. we increased the price.
0: <laughs> Everyone's already got a sour taste in their mouth from before with that. Uh, this month we've got the Batman Rogues Gallery multiple-part statue of the Penguin, sort of like the villain statues that they're doing to complement the Batman family they did. And this month's Batman Black and White is the Doug Mocky statue, and I believe this is number ninety-nine, which makes the next one McFarlane's one thousand or one hundred oh, that they're doing. Nice. So I think that's it for the DC catalog. On to Marvel. Marvel.
1: H2, go. <laughs> no one, no one let Jeff Dixon's wife hear that because then oh, she'll know sure. she'll know how many Batman yeah. black and white statues that man has. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear her scream, How many?
2: <laughs> 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 All the way from Hardevel to air.
1: <laughs> it makes me super glad, by the way, because at one point when he started his run of those statues, I was buying them too. And then I went, eh, maybe not. And if you know me. And eh, maybe not is not something <laughs> I say all that often once I start collecting something and I remember thinking that eh, could get out of hand real fast and oh, yeah. whoop, all these that's years later I, that's
0: why I don't get statues to begin with yeah so dude that, that,
1: that's why I gave it up Mike yeah. bought most of my statue collection from me yeah. years ago and as much as I would like some of those pieces back, generally I don't want all of them. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy back the collection. All right, so page two, uh, Marvel catalog.
3: A, yeah, page two. We got X Men number one, Jonathan Hickman. So this is going to come out at the end. Of, well, I guess actually issue six and of yeah. uh, what House of X and Powers of Ten are also solicited. But uh, we've got it like three well, new X books. Is yeah. this is this X Men number one or is this Ten Men number one? <laughs> How's that
0: work? I think this is. I think this one's so X Men number one. Has
1: anybody one. other than me read House and Powers? No. no. Oh man, it's fun. It's really Probably. fun. Yeah. So I, as a as, as a person who like got into comics in the '90s for X Men when Jim Lee was still drawing and you know the 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 relaunched Jim Lee X Men, um, it feels like what my brain thought X Men comics were gonna be like when I got into them. It's 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 weird alternate futures and and bizarre technology and cool powers and it's just everybody's in classic costumes and man it's it's been a lot of fun i my hot take on house though and it turns out i'm not the only one that thinks this and i'm glad because i felt like i was going crazy if you look at that cover of house of x number one with the professor wearing the cerebro helmet man it sure looks an awful lot like ultimate reed richards aka the maker who wears a weird helmet like that. Mm -hmm. And if you read that issue, the professor acts very (laughs) unprofessor-like. And I'm Uh, really hoping that the reveal on it is that all of this stuff was orchestrated by Ultimate Reed Richards. Um, If they reboot X-Men by tying it to the Ultimate FF, I I don't know, like Mm. the Marvel continuity fanboy in my head really, really likes the, like, intermingling of all that stuff all together. So I would be very, very okay with that. But I find this X-Men number one cover is very strange, right? It's all of the Summerses and their wife and their alternate daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, Wolverine. Wolverine's there too. Yeah. <laughs> and Wolverine because the section book and you gotta have Wolverine. Right. But I'm not complaining because I hate Cyclops and I love Wolverine. But uh yeah, it's it's an odd team. There are no non-Summers related people other than Wolverine
2: yeah <laughs> oh man
1: again speaking of people you can hear screaming andy is screaming no
3: excalibur number one i don't expect it's going to have the same feel mm-hmm. as the other excalibur series you know from the yeah. oh, know, for from sure, the man. 90s yeah though i am a little disappointed that uh hickman's not writing it as well i really wish they would they uh, would
1: have been so good on i excalibur. wish they just
3: do like two books and have him write them both and that way we have that you know person who's in control of the X yeah. universe yeah. instead of having three different books and it's going to, it's everything's going to get lost. So real, he really is quick. kind
1: of show running in a way, mm. the stuff like they're going off of his ideas and he's sort of like the editor for the X line in a weird mm. way. They said they're giving him a lot of like creative control over the line, but other people are still writing the books. Right. So I guess it'll be off of his concepts and that's pretty all right. Um the Marauders mm-hmm. which is apparently X-Men space pirates or yep. something. Kitty Pride and Lockheed. Fine. Don't have to sell me twice. Let's go.
3: <laughs> Though it's weird to see Pyro as part of them. Yeah. Yeah. So is that not, yeah, and Bishop, so we got Bishop in there as well. So and it looks like a much younger Kitty Pride, so they're yeah. they're kind of uh, you know, going backwards with her age, I guess, but uh, yeah. Page 12. Uh, sold more dollar books uh got the first speaking of got the first kitty pride got the first bishop i guess is this the first uh first betsy braddock i got the first issue of I days of future so. past first jubilee so uh, all tying into the relaunch x-men mm-hmm. stuff i'm not sure what's special about uh factor 17 i love that they've Richter. they've yeah.
1: listed uncanny 141 as pyro yeah yeah No. that's the only notable thing in that one yeah right <laughs> and that's it's not his first appearance yeah. Just like, oh, Pyro's in that one, yeah. And if you're going to do 41... It's not the most famous cover in X-Men history. Arguably. you got to do
3: 42 with it. It's silly that they're yeah. not just doing both of those together. First Apocalypse. Uh, is that the first Omega Red?
1: Uh, no. What is that one? Quanon. I don't know. What, I don't know who Quanon is. That is the person that Betsy Braddock displaced when she... Do yeah, huh. so you remember when Betsy was... An English lady, and mm-hmm. then they went through the Siege perilous, and okay, she was Then it. she was an Asian lady. X-Men Two Fifty Six or something yeah. like that. Okay. So basically, their whole question of well, who the heck was that before she was Betsy? Okay. That was someone different, and they swapped bodies. Okay. So then she showed back up as as in Betsy's original body. Yeah, I don't think I was still reading X-Men at that
3: time. So first, Moira McTaggart, and somebody
1: else I don't know. <laughs> it's from the it's from the two thousands Claremont era. Yeah. So you're not really missing a lot.
0: So, after that, we've got a couple new facsimile editions or old facsimile editions where we're getting Amazing Fantasy number 15 again, mm-hmm. a new version of that. So, if you missed the facsimile the first time, you can pick it up now. And again, five bucks, way cheaper way of getting that book. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Incredible Hulk number one. My next on, thing's
1: on
3: page 49.
1: I've so. got 17. Man, that absolute carnage number four cover is awesome. It's disgusting. Yeah, but my wife is kind of a was was an artsy kid back in high school and college. And I, when I was tagging the catalog up for the podcast, I, I showed her and I was like, "I love this cover." And she goes, "That's gross." And I said, "It is gross, but can you imagine drawing that?" And she looked at it and she was like, "No, you're right. That's really awesome." I said, "It is. It's so impressive. Like, I, I, I'm I'm excited about Ultimate or Absolute Carnage anyway, which I'm also staring at right now on the rack. Mm-hmm. So it's a big week this week. But yeah, that cover is great." Uh, Let me see. The next thing I have was it's Marvel. So it'll probably be me before you guys. Oh, Uh, What's your next one? 24. Go ahead.
0: We've got the amazing Mary Jane blaze it.
2: It's going to be, I was going to say she's going to be legal in (laughs) Illinois in January. (laughs)
1: Should have saved it. (laughs) (laughs) Have you got 27? Like, yeah. What is it? I don't know. (laughs) That's what I was going to ask you. Like I looked at it and I thought, Oh, this is that Peter David thing they've been doing. And then I look and I'm like, Oh no, it's not that at all. It, it is, it is with Jonathan Hickman and Nick Spencer, who's the normal, amazing writer. But all
0: these other but, teams on here too. But the
1: description, it says it's a globe-spanning adventure that will test him as never before. I wonder they, if it's like a so, chapter
0: thing. Right, they sort of imply
1: that there's chapter. like format uh-huh. that's interesting about it, but they're not clear. And I agree, I that's yeah. what I took away from it too, is, oh, this is probably, you know, it's uh, 96 pages, you got like, six creative teams yeah. they've probably all written piece. about a half an issue yeah. a piece but it's not clear that no. that's what's going on and it's a bizarre way to sell a book yeah, yeah.
3: werewolf mary jane yes yeah <laughs> so if you were a fan of cap wolf then and like spidey in the a, black
0: suit mm-hmm. you know there's, there's all also kinds a, of a stuff werewolf spidey here. as well yeah so it's a yeah and like they showed some preview art here, like the Spider Hams in here too. Yeah. Nick Fury, like I don't know what's. All it going is just on here. the
1: buffet of Spider Man stuff, but it's not. It's not clear why anybody would want that for ten dollars. Yeah, I feel like which, <laughs> if you're if you're gonna sell me a ten dollar book, you kind of have to like so absolute carnage. You were just remarking before the podcast, right? right. This is eight bucks. Yeah. yeah. Because it's Carnage and it's Donnie Cates. So you've got a character that people still have a weird fixation on that hasn't been around for a while and it's a fairly superstar writer. So right. will it sell at eight bucks? Yeah. Oh, it will. for sure. Definitely. But that $10 Spider Man book that doesn't have like a visual hook on the cover, no. I don't. I,
0: I it's an feel odd way like, to go about sideway. I feel like I hope this is like DC Challenge, Commandy Challenge. I was getting same. When they just came up with crazy cliffhangers, the next guy has to It'll figure it right out. Away. And I think if but you per- tell people but that, promote it that way, yeah, if that's what it is, exactly. And again, I don't know if that's what it is. That's just my We're guess, just guessing,
1: and leaving people guessing is not a great way to have your book sell well. No, mm-hmm.
0: especially not a ten dollar book. Yes, because like you know, I'm not necessarily going to recommend a ten dollar book to people when they come in the store. Right? You know what I mean. You didn't
1: buy that ten dollar Spider Man? Yeah. Of course you have to. No.
2: <laughs> on uh,
0: 37, we've got Marvel Zombies Respawn, number one, that they announced when Walking Dead got canceled, yeah. <laughs> which led CNN to say that Marvel canceled The Walking Dead.
1: But didn't they, in a way? <laughs> 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 uh, the, uh, hilariously, you had the opposite page, the uh, I Have Tag 36. That is Patrick Gleeson's uh, uh, debut on Amazing Spider-Man, I believe, which I'm really excited. Pat Gleason has been DC exclusive. For a long time, yeah.
0: I don't know how I feel about him jumping ship. Oh
1: man, I'm so ex- like I'm sorry to have him not be on DC books. Yeah. but I'm happy to see him draw Marvel characters. Well, and the
0: thing is too, so he's going to Spider-Man. Yeah. So it's not like he got a bad right. deal. Right. They didn't. You they weren't I mean? like,
1: why don't you go over there and uh, you're not do, doing a do,
0: Sleepwalker? Do, you, reboot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you?
1: know what I mean? I was gonna say, why don't you go over there and do Darkhawk? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, they put him on the Amazing. Yeah. They didn't even put him on like friendly or sensational. Right. They uh, are yeah. uh, superior. Like, so I mean, Ryan good. In, I'm amazing.
0: happy for him. Yeah. You know, I've met him at a con. He seems like a nice guy. But yeah, I kind of wish he was doing DC stuff, but that's just me pouting.
1: Your next one, Ghost Rider. Ghost reboot? Rider,
0: Beware the Ghost Rider, which I thought from this was the d- title of
1: the book, but I guess it's just Ghost Rider. Um, Super excited! Plus, there's a variant art Adams cover. Gonna want know. that, I'm sure. And then there's an Aaron Cuter cover too, which is also really cute. Pat Gleason is also on Red Goblin, Red Death number one. Oh yeah, you are totally right. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, that's a big. Because they call him Pat on oh. this one. I thought that was weird when I was looking. I was like, so he's Patrick when he draws, draws but he's but Pat, yeah, he's Pat when he uh, when he does co-writing or something. I wasn't worried. Yeah. Well,
3: they probably just too long of a name. They had to shorten it to get it to fit
1: in the one line. Or maybe this is a tax issue and we just added <laughs> him to the IRS. Oh, yeah. He's like, no, 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 Pat Gleason did that one. Right. I don't know that guy. Uh, on page
0: 42, we've got the Ghost Rider graphic comic box this month with a couple different images that look pretty cool from the new book. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Fantastic Four Grand Design number one by Tom Scioli uh, I'm looking forward to this I really like his work I think he'll have a good take on Fantastic Four um, <laughs> on the uh, cartoonist kayfabe YouTube show they were kind of talking with uh, Ed Pisker and Jim Rugg about this they had a pretty lengthy interview with him on there about this book um, it seems like you know something they've all known about for a while that just got announced right before San Diego uh, so yeah, I'm definitely picking this up. If you were a fan of, you know, X-Men grand design, probably pick this up. Uh Ed Pisker's also come out since with a pitch for an Image grand design that's really fun but oh, will man. never happen. <laughs> Shadowhawk grand design. He's he's in there. He's part, yeah, he's a main yeah. part of his sure. his pitch. Uh, After that, we've got Doctor Doom, number one, coming from the crack of Doom. I don't need to know anything about Doom's crack, okay? Let's just move on He's in that that. armor a lot. But why can't I get a Doom book that's just status quo Doom? It's always got to be some nonsense where he's in the future or he's been deposed. Just give me
1: evil King Doom. I, I looked at this and I thought, why is there a Doctor Doom ongoing? And then I thought... And why am I totally going to buy it? <laughs> right. Because I probably will because I'm with you. I love Dr. D. But, Dude.
0: like, they can never just give him... No. I mean here's, he, every, here's the day-to-day of doom in the castle. Even the Ed Brubaker the
1: one was like uh, about him. Was he trying to save his mom's soul or something? Yeah. It was about him as a
3: sorcerer. The books, so, of, books of doom, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. The
1: one that Brubaker did, I think. Well, that was kind of an
3: origin. I take that more of an origin story. Yeah. For but doom. what he said, he's, it's origin. not yeah. like yeah. modern, this yes. is doom yeah, now. This,
1: yeah. it's, always, it's always everything you standard. knew was wrong yeah. kind of thing.
3: Mark Wade showed
0: with Empire that you can do that book. You know what I mean? Just give me this is what a supervillain ruler has to deal with. Yeah, you know there's some really good story opportunities there, which they never seem to want to do. Name when that
1: book was out, I remember telling people you got to check out Empire, and yeah. they were like, "What is it?" And I said, "It's What If Doctor Doom Won," and everyone, nobody else ever needed to hear another yeah, sales You know what? what like, that that is. sounds fantastic. I'll yeah. read that book. Yeah, you will. It's really good.
3: Uh, Page uh, 49, 50, 51. We've got three books from uh, a writer Alyssa Wong. Future Fight First. We have White Fox number one, Luna Snow number
1: one, and Crescent and I.O. Uh, number more, one. These are more of the books that are Marvel is uh, really attempting to make original uh, yeah. uh, uh, Asian characters specifically to appeal to the market in China. And, because China has been so important to Marvel's movies, they want characters that uh-huh. should the need. Be justified. Right. It's a weird thing. I, I want to tell people you should be buying these because they're going to be worth oh, yeah. something yeah. sometime. But at the same time, I think well, what are the odds they actually really do make an arrow and sword master movie slim? But what are the odds well, that they, they put throw, it in something in? else? Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like they just yeah. said the other day. Oh, well, the next Avengers is going to look very different. And I thought, yeah, you've just created a ton of, of very Asian themed yeah. characters to appeal to the Chinese market. Yeah, I'm sure you probably are gonna have a very different Avengers team in there.
0: And I think is White Fox something that's already existing? Because I thought I'd heard you got me there was a character like that that they were already publishing overseas or something like that. And I wanted to Yeah say some of White these Fox. things have been already okay. published in yeah. another market. Okay. They're being
3: published in English
0: yeah. here
1: for the
3: first time. Right. Yeah. Okay. But it's also gonna have Marvel's future Avengers in an all new story. So in the in the White Fox issue, so this, this is going to be my, you know, buy it just in yeah, case. This is think, in my investment books just because there's going to be some, you know, first appearances of a lot of characters.
0: Yeah, you can't tell books. me one of these don't end up in the Shang-Chi movie. That's a really You know good what point. I mean? Like, no way. I keep
1: thinking every time they, they like they have just done this week, they trot the Agents of Atlas back out. Mm-hmm. And I think, man, if anything was made for a later phase Marvel uh, oh, movie yeah. than Agents of Atlas... As far as like B and C list properties right. that you don't see coming, it's so easy because you none of those characters are so famous that anybody is going to throw a conniption exactly. fit if it's not cast the way they always dreamed they would right. be. You know, like no one's going to get that, you know, bent out of shape. So that's a that's and it's a it's a fun. like mean, right, right there is the, uh, the 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 whatever the ghost bear is Crescent. Yeah. <laughs> there he goes right there on the cover of Agents of Atlas. You know, the next page you have got Contagion as well. Yeah.
0: Um, it's
1: just zombies, right? Yeah. Of course. I, mean, I, I feel mean,
0: like I feel like they're just not calling it. I feel right. like it's like the uh, Marvel Universe versus stuff they were doing before, like Punisher and Avengers and stuff like that, where it wasn't zombies, but it kind of was. Yeah. Just so they can kind of milk the zombie
3: thing a little more. Of course, all the moloids <laughs> yeah. infected with whatever
1: we it look is. like zombie moloids. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: Surprise, surprise. And I guess it's gonna be weekly. Because I guess we got five yeah. five uh, yeah. Wednesdays that month, so.
1: And then on 58, this is my monthly reminder to read Immortal Hulk because it's really, really good.
0: Because every month people come in like, oh, you got the new Immortal Hulk? No, we sold out. Mm -hmm. Again. we always sell out of that book.
1: I upped the order. There's one on the shelf over there I can see at least.
0: So people. There's two.
1: Okay. I was like, I know there's at least one. I can see it. Well, okay. No, no, there's
3: more than that. There's a few. There's three or four
0: maybe. I knew I
1: upped it because I got tired of hearing about it too.
0: (laughs) Uh, 96, you guys got anything before
1: that? Nope. Um, I've nope. got on 65, you're reading Captain America, right? Scott? I'm a little
3: behind, but yeah, I'm reading
1: it. Dan, how about you? No. Oh, man, it's really fun. And spoilers, uh, put your put your spoiler la, la, headphones la, la, on la, for everybody. La, 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 la. But he is back to being Super Soldier um, and not Cap. The, the costume that he had when Sam was Cap yeah. for a little while. And I love that costume, with the energy shield and everything. But it's because Cap's name has been basically so besmirched by the uh, by the fake news media as it were uh, (laughs) that they've turned on cap and that like all of these you know, far right guys are calling him out as un American. So he's given up the mantle of Captain America to sort of go covert. And it's, it's, for the, it's been the first time ever. Yeah, I know that's yeah, never, that's never <laughs> happened before. I <laughs> thought they were going to say he's no man again. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, he's a super soldier. Oh, okay. But it's, it's been really, really fun. And man, the book is gorgeous. And, mm-hmm. and every every issue has been, has been really
3: good. At the, if I think the, it's just to the finish of I like, you 12 for the second story arc is not, I think it's coming out real soon. I read, I read them when the arc comes out. So, um, so I'm waiting for that story arc to finish to catch up
1: on 75. Did anybody but me read Valkyrie?
3: I've picked
0: it up. I haven't read it yet. I haven't though. read it was yet. It good? Anymore. It's fun. I liked I it a lot. And it's Jason Aaron, right? Yeah,
1: and Al Ewing. Oh,
2: yeah. So it's
1: Jason Aaron and the guy who mm-hmm. writes Immortal Hulk, Hulk, which, if I'm being honest, I may have passed on if it was just Jason Aaron. But I would have. But passed again, on it. yeah, I love Immortal Hulk, and mm-hmm. I thought, well, I would have. I I don't know that I had ever read an Al Ewing book and like noticed his writing to be of particularly high quality or anything for that. I don't think I'd ever read one and been like, this guy sucks. But I don't think I'd ever read (laughs) one and thought, man, he is talented as hell, until I read Immortal Hulk. And now, he is one of those guys where you could sell me pretty much anything for Marvel with his name on it, and I'll give it a shot. Uh, But I thought Valkyrie was was really a lot of fun. Because I don't think a whole lot happened in the first issue. It's kind of just like
3: introducing the character basically is what it was It just felt like a very... It felt like a
1: very classic mm -hmm. Marvel first issue. Like, if you... Issues of the art and the paper quality and stuff aside, if you told me that was an issue from the '70s, I wouldn't have felt really like it didn't feel like that. It had sort of a classic Bronze Age Marvel mm-hmm. first issue feel to it. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And she's watching way she's more cha- than I thought.
3: She's chasing down like a fragment or what used to be the Ultimate Thor hammer or something like that. Yeah, right? and uh, I read it. And, I just and
1: I'm, it's, I'm trying to piece it back together in my and, mind. And uh, uh, what what I'm totally blanking. The God who is the gatekeeper who can see. He- a Heimdall. Okay, uh, it's chasing his sword. Okay, okay. Someone that's, has his sword. Yeah. And that so there's couple a couple of
3: things going yeah. on there. So, And of course she goes back and sees the original Valkyrie. So, uh, My next thing is not until 126. So. Mine's 97.
1: Oh. Roy Thomas on Savage Sword yeah. of Kona. Oh. With Alan Davis art. Huh. It's really cool.
0: Why isn't Alan Davis doing the cover?
1: <laughs> well that's a <laughs> great question.
3: Because like did the Marco cover he would know... only get the cover and not the rest of the book.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh,
1: all you gents uh, was,
0: oh so like we were saying before i think last time it was just books you keep expecting to be canceled dr afra number 37 oh is this it no it's the first part of a new story <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i don't know but i think she's on the new issue of galaxy's edge yeah too so are yeah. they are they incorporating that character into
1: the theme park no okay but they have sort of Han Solo's not part of it either, uh-huh. but he was in the first issue of Galaxy's Edge. Oh, it's okay. like, it's it's sort of how... Are they trying to add credibility to this? It's like how that part of the Star Wars universe existed and was important onto the fringe in multiple eras of the Star Wars saga. They,
3: oh, okay. she's also There's actually a, a new uh, Star Wars Outer Rim board game that's out, and she's actually one of the characters in that board game.
2: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: I am assuming and I might be, I probably am, the only person at this table who knows this and cares, but the actual Galaxy's Edge theme park Mm -hmm. has a new canonical Star Wars character who is uh, female and a uh, person of color. So like, yeah. that's a huge deal that they've made like new black characters mm-hmm. for Star Wars. Until it's, it's Lando and Finn. Lando, yeah. <laughs> Lando right. and you got Finn, that's it. Right. So there aren't any black female characters in, in Star Wars of, of like note, like name right. characters mm-hmm. that, you know, carry books and things. Um, so I'm assuming she'll be in the last issue. Right. Uh, I think her name's, I don't know how to pronounce it actually. I assume it's Vi, it's V-I-I, um, but I'm assuming she'll be in the fifth one, and that'll be like their, right. their their clincher there for the whole series. But I've been really surprised that she hasn't shown up hmm. yet, that I can recall.
0: On 110, we've got, uh, going into some of the statues, we've got the Marvel Comic Premier collector, Collection Hela resin statue, and this is a pretty cool design here, it looks like a pretty decent statue of Hela there's uh,
2: I think somehow I, missed,
1: I feel like I missed that these were in the Marvel section too I would okay. I, I have I, I have myself marked to talk about one of these when we get into the other section but you go ahead and talk about the hello one I agree it's fantastic I think it
0: looks cool I wonder how many of these are gonna get shipped back with their headpiece, headpiece broken, broken. Yeah. during shipping yeah that's a good uh, hopefully point. that's not the case and it's resin it's yeah. not
1: like it's PVC where it would be yeah you know kind of wubba wubba
0: dub dub uh after that we've got the Marvel Select video game Spider-Man action figure and this is based on the design from Very the cool. PS4 game.
1: I want to I want to be snarky about this Hulk statue which I think is one of the ugliest statues I've ever seen and it's $300. Yeah, and it, I'm not
0: crazy about the Hulk figure they did
2: last it,
1: month either. It legitimately looks like a child in pajamas dressed up as the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it? It looks awful. It, it it's just that it's so freaking bad that whole suit
3: just is not a good looking suit period no No. but but why are they still making i know that's the scene but i think it'd be better if they just left the suit out and just give you the whole
1: thing and they
3: list the sculptor's name Mm. and i don't think they should (laughs)
0: have
1: (laughs) no if i were him it wouldn't be on my portfolio Yeah. yeah
0: uh after that we've got the uh ultimates by mark millar and brian hitch omnibus new printing um I've been hearing some people lately online saying that the early Ultimate stuff doesn't hold up anymore. I haven't read it in years, so I can't remember.
1: As in the Ultimates or early Ultimate Universe in general?
0: Ultimate specifically, hmm. but Ultimate in I general have not either.
1: like. And now I'm kind of curious. Yeah, <laughs> I, am, I, am I haven't read. <laughs> I, I, remember I definitely have. This was have... super
0: strong when it came out. Every, you know, you've commented before. Everyone bought this book yeah. when it came out, yeah. And you know, you had to wait months for some of those issues, yeah. But uh, and I remember it. I remember it fondly. Did, you know, did, I, remember, I
1: remember, remember good books. One time, Ultimates it may have been the one we talked about with the giant fold-out
2: mm-hmm.
1: shipped. It, I don't remember if it was that was specifically. I I want to think it was, but somebody'll will, will call me out if it's not. I'm sure. But one shipped when it was cold so freaking cold and it was a day that it was waffling back and forth between rain and freezing rain and snow oh, yeah. and Dennis was like oh no one's going to come in today and I remember thinking I don't know the Ultimates came and I think we'll do okay and we had so many customers because people right. we were like the Ultimates came in right <laughs> and they'd come in <laughs> dripping wet and bundled up they be like Ultimates is in right you're not out right,
2: right. like nope they're still there <laughs> yeah, and we had right. a really
1: good Wednesday and he was like there is no reason we should have had a good day today yeah. but Ultimates came out and people came in and
0: there is not an equivalent to that no. now I can't mm. think of something that people are going to brave the weather for no, to come get it, anymore. The,
1: the there were several the books World. when I was here.
0: Yeah,
1: Jim Lee Batman. Yeah, Kevin Smith Green Arrow. Uh, Ultimates. I mean, honestly, off the top, like Infinite Crisis sold a lot yeah. when that came out. Uh, JLA Avengers. Sold a shocking, a horrible amount for a book that wasn't particularly great. But, you know, I mean, I worked here for seven years and I can't think of too terribly many books like that that were just, oh, my God, get your butt to the store this week. Now, now, now kind of books. But Ultimates was, I think Ultimates was the book we sold the most of overall out of all that. I know we sold more copies of Ultimates by the time it was done than we did of Jim Lee's Batman. Mm -hmm. And I would have never thought that was going to be. Um, that was a time when you couldn't, you know, you couldn't sell the actual Avengers book for crap. Oh, yeah.
0: Nobody, but you put Brian cared. Hitch
1: and Mark Miller on it and everyone's yeah. like, can't get enough. Yeah. I'll buy it every week if it comes out kind of stuff.
0: They got away with not calling that book Ultimate Avengers. Yeah. What's that tell you? I you remember thinking I mean?
1: how dumb that was, that it wasn't called mm-hmm. Ultimate Avengers. And then afterwards I thought, mm, maybe it was actually really, really smart. Yeah. Because.
0: It wasn't, it wasn't the brand it is today. Yeah. But Ultimate is right. yeah. part of the reason it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, we also have the Marvel Spider-Man again. The game uh, script book hardcover. Uh, so I think this is the script from the video game. Um, I don't know. I've never looked at a video game script. I don't know if it's something worth reading. Or have if you, you just... played the game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but I if think... you're just in like game development and that kind of thing, yeah. it's probably pretty interesting. I mean,
1: I think the, the the writing is shockingly good for a video game. But I agree with you. I don't. Right, but I don't. I don't know, I know. how I... that
0: format translates to a book. Yeah. Completely agree. Uh, since we have Marvel Zombies back, we're getting all the trades again. Uh, we get the, the first one, the second, and third series. First two are, are still written by Robert Kirkman. If you like Walking Dead, zombie superheroes, folks. Yep. You it's know, Walking Dead, first... but more fun. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we're... more fun, less depressing. Again, series that started off really strong just got diluted over time. Well, it's you the, know,
1: it's a classic comic book approach. Yeah. it's a good idea once. It's a good idea a hundred right. times. Yeah. Oh, you like zombies, do you? Right, give them to you every single week.
0: Uh, then we've got the Marvel portfolio of Joe Casada, so it looks like a lot of his uh, work here in a portfolio. Uh, I think that's about it for me. I think one Twenty six you got
3: the Volume 5 of Immortal Hulk, and Volumes 1 through 4 are still available for order, so if you're interested in those. You're uh, sure. uh,
0: if, you're, if you're interested, come tell us for sure, because we're having trouble getting some of those in for some reason. Oh, really? So, the yeah, Marvel trades? Yeah, okay. I don't know what's going on with that. We're going to
3: have to look into that. Uh, page 132, they're soliciting a few of the Jason Aaron Thor. And this this particular Thor Volume 1, God of Thunder Reborn, was like the first Jason Aaron story in the, that I was really, really disappointed in. So, yeah, I was not Hot take pleased. from Scott. Yeah, I was yeah. not pleased with it at all. It was, uh, yeah, so I don't know. he you the, like Silly Thor. Is this the current run? Yes, it's part of the current run. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm with you. I kind of didn't love it that much either. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. Well, it felt like, let's take all the, well, the, the way they like do Thanos there there's a Thanos Hella relationship yeah. and it's just like it's like high school drama relationship. It, it was like, it was just absurd. And,
1: it was really yeah. uneven because it was both mm-hmm. very jokey and very dark. Yeah. In and a it, weird way. Do you think
3: it, he's been on the book too long? Possibly.
0: He's saying
1: he's almost he's done. And then we're like, yeah, but yeah, King, King but now King Thor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I'm gonna North
3: try King Thor. I know. But uh <laughs> I think the same thing. But <laughs> this one was just not good at all. So it's like it's it literally is well. Uh, in uh, uh, the Iron Man storyline, they had this time where he kept his suits in space and whatever he needed would just get dropped down to him and they're doing that exact same thing with Thor and Hammers and he's like breaking a dozen Hammers and yeah. every single every single issue. It's
1: just like just calling like, oh, random mm-hmm. Mjolnir knockoffs. Yes, over exactly. And, over.
3: Yeah. and it was just, plus the whole Thanos hell, it was just, it just wasn't good. I'm running so, low on Hammers yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. He'd have two or three at a time and break two or three of them. It's just, it was just absurd. Yeah. Um, and then uh, 147, uh, if you have not read Tom King's, I'm sorry, I jumped past no, you. Uh, if you have not read Tom King's Division, here's your chance. they got the Complete Collection trade paperback. Just won a bunch of Eisners. Yeah, and for it the collected will, edition. and it will um, probably have something to do with the whole One Division series. I would be stunned if it didn't. Yeah. So.
0: Uh, back on 145, we've got the Deadpool by Joe Kelly Complete Collection Volume 1. Uh, if you like Deadpool, this is why you like it. Mm. It ain't because of Rob Liefeld. It's because of when Joe Kelly and Ed McGinnis sort of reinvented the character, made him the Merc
1: with a Mouth. When they put all the fourth wall breaking stuff yeah. that everybody associates with the character now. Yeah, it comes from Rather this. than just being a Deathstroke knockoff. Right. And... Uh, 146 for fans
3: of What If? There's the classic, uh, the Complete Collection Volume 2. So I don't remember seeing Volume 1, but that also is going to yeah. be a no, that, that series. was in there a while yeah. back. I can't that, remember how long ago, but
0: yeah. Uh, on the last page here, we've got six posters, and they show them all. So, no again, TV. ruining our fun. Now we're moving on to the big book. Big book. Big book. Big book.
1: I have shockingly little in the big book. Good Lord, Daniel.
0: Uh, page 34, 35. 31. Get your copy Previews. Go yeah. on. Uh, we've got this year's <laughs> Halloween Comic Fest.
1: Mike's not here, and all
2: the rules are getting That's thrown right. out.
0: Mike's not here. We're, par- <laughs> we're participating in Halloween Comic Fest. Come get your books. Yep. Uh, And there's a really cool Kelly Jones t-shirt that's available, too, that they don't make it my
3: size, because that's how it rolls when you're heavy. (laughs) 46. Have the mark number one. Uh, Just a new story.
1: uh, Series premiere from Image. This arguably would be my investment book, because Mm -hmm. if somebody said to you, it's about Instagram influencers who are witches, tell me that doesn't sound like something that gets adapted into a show show. for Netflix. Mm -hmm. Or a movie. But are they? What? are instagram and- influencers witches yeah i think they probably <laughs> I, think are it, I think there's
3: a case for that it's also double size for regular price so hmm. yeah
1: 40 page book for four bucks if that were dc they would put a cardstock cover on it and charge right. it twice as much there you go
3: exactly so uh
1: 50 um, is my
0: next thing yeah I'm 50 we've got nomen omen omen one
3: <laughs> i would
1: say nomen
3: omen uh, is how okay. i would say that but uh both it and um uh marked have a few pages of art. I think the art for marked one looks a bit a little bit better than Noman Omen. Yeah, the art from uh, marked looks good. Uh, but I don't know I, I I'm interested in both of them. I guess is you know what it boils down to. So
1: uh, Noman Omen looks like it's art from an Oni book from the mid to mid-aughts. <laughs> Also, and I mean, that's a compliment. Yeah. Also, 15 issues—that
3: feels like it's going to be, you know, <laughs> feels like they're being honest with how long this book's going to last. Yeah. Well, it just seems like an odd you know, number. It's like right. you know, twelve to me seems like a lot, you know. Right. So, 15 seems like it's
1: way too much. Well,
3: but, you're getting a lot of five issue trades now too, so that might
1: be.
0: We might see that trend start to play towards that too, where we get three trades.
1: I know, you know. it sounds nitpicky, but I do think five issue stories are better than six. Uh, There's very rare that I've ever read a six-issue arc of anything and thought, this totally needed to be six issues. Most of the time, I feel like a six-issue arc could be a tight five without there being any real loss of quality. Right. I think it just depends on the Batman Who Laughs was seven issues, and it should have been five. Yeah.
0: Well, I feel like that was still supposed to be six. They're like, hey, let's build into this new series that they like to do with everything. Yeah.
3: Are you wishing it was less just because you have so much to read? Do you want to read less of the other things so you can catch up with the other stuff that you want to read? You'd
1: think, as many books as I buy, that I would have a hard time keeping up, but I don't. Okay. I, I, I think part of it is like. You're not uh,
0: reading during your commute, are you? <laughs> not, that, not that you know. <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, no, I get. My wife generally takes off and goes shopping with her mom on Saturdays, and I kind of get like. Four or five hours to myself, and I can go through a lot of comics and yeah. four or five hours on the couch without anybody bothering me. <laughs> um, so I read a lot, and I read Marvel. So the way I get through so much is all my Marvel books get read right on the iPad. That means that anytime I am in the bedroom, I've got my iPad laying in the nightstand, so, like, if it's one of those – Come in here and look at what I'm thinking about wearing tomorrow. I'm going (laughs) through my closet. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And I stretch out on the bed and I reach for the iPad and I get at least one book read. Uh, But every time, you know, I I drag the iPad around to every other room in the house. But my read box is in the living room. It's got all my DC stuff in it. iPad's in the other room. So between the two, I kind of get through a lot more than you'd think. Saturday mornings, I don't like to sleep. Uh, I literally don't like to sleep. If I could never sleep, I would. I resent that my body needs to sleep (laughs) because I waste a third of my day or whatever. Like, I'm just laying there. So my wife would sleep 23 and a half hours a day if she could. (laughs) So on Saturdays, I usually wake up at my normal time, and I just sort of stretch out, relax, reach over, get the iPad, and read a week's worth of Marvel on a Saturday morning from bed.
3: Well, I just asked that because I had somebody relating to, like, the same thing on TV like somebody saying that they thought like the third season of Daredevil was too many episodes, and it was like, no, I wanted more of that. And I thought, well, maybe it's just the same I want same more thing. Seasons of that yeah, movie. I want more seasons, I mean, I thought, but I would have taken a few more episodes of
2: that. Yeah. Just I to, thought
1: that with Game of Thrones final season and with Stranger Things that they were the exact wrong number of episodes. They should have either been a couple of more or hmm. a couple of fewer. Like you had just enough to just enough time to waste a little. Yep. In which case, it would have been better to stretch it out and explain some things better and not have to hurry through anything at all. Or chop some out and just you pedal do down, that. man. Let's go.
3: <laughs> My next thing's number 64.
0: So mine's
1: 63.
0: 58. We've got uh, Copra Number 1 by Michael Fife. I'm not sure how to pronounce that for sure.
1: I like your pronunciation.
0: Let's um, go he's not doing it on Etsy anymore. So now you can get these oh, books that. for real. That's right. Uh, and again, all the trades will be out by then, too. I mean, you so you can that. get caught up on that book. Uh, after that, we have Dead Eyes Number 1 by Jerry Dugan and John McCrea. So I guess this is Dead Rabbit. Dead yeah, Rabbit, Right. Yeah. As the, I going to ask if you'd heard all of the... Yeah, yeah. Lot somebody of, else a, owns that name. A lot of the very valuable that. Dead Rabbit yeah, trademark. We talked about that back when it happened. Mm. But it looks like they've got their ducks in a row now and are releasing it legally.
1: Or the rabbits. yeah. <laughs> My next one is sixty-three. God, it is "Killer Be Killed" Deluxe Edition. It's the entire series for fifty bucks. That's amazing. Yeah, that's crazy. And if you haven't read it, it's so good. The description, their little sentence, one sentence is "catcher in the rye" meets "Death Wish." Death Wish. That's fairly accurate. But I feel like the thing that's being undersold here, and really not mentioned at all, is that it also has this really great. I would think of it as being like a seventies Marvel kind of vibe of it's got this kind of creepy gritty horror thing to him where he believes that a demon is making him kill bad people. And it's just, it's really good, man. Um, I love that book. I'm so sorry it's over, but I am also, it's a book that I'm glad it ended rather than just continue mm -hmm. on forever. It It had a nice punisher or something. Yep. And it's definitely, it's a book where you think, I saw Ed Brubaker talk about the number of people who cosplay as this character. Oh, pretty, cons, pretty, pretty and, and he's like, first, first of all, great, brilliant. You can do it really easy. But secondly, I bet you get checked at bag check extra hard because you just <laughs> look like a yeah. nut job. Mm-hmm. And another thing is he was like, I really do worry that people think that I was like making him a hero. He's supposed to be a bad guy. Like right. you're not supposed to idolize Dylan. He's supposed to be a questionable, definitely mentally ill kind of guy. And on the next page Have you yeah. got anything on 64? Well, 64
3: 64 You got little bird fight for elder's hope hardcover i read the first issue of this series whenever it came out i surprisingly enjoyed it so um i don't know what i was expecting from it yeah but uh yeah way. so here's your chance to pick up the the full series hardcover 30 bucks
1: on 65 again to go with more ed Brubaker and sean phillips because i'll buy anything my heroes have always been junkies is a uh, one-shot graphic novel they released in hardcover not too terribly long ago. It is technically set in the Criminal Universe, but you don't have to have ever read any of the Criminal books before. It's really, really good, and I think it got nominated for Eisners. It may have won some of them too. But it's thirteen like bucks, it and it is quite good.
0: On a sixty-eight, we've got Street Angel, Deadly Scroll Alive Trade Paperback by uh, Jim Rugg, also co-host of the Cartoonist Cafe YouTube. Uh, I definitely want to point this out because he liked some of my Instagram posts the other day.
1: So we'll give him a shout out here
3: with his book. <laughs> Page 69, Game hey, of Volume
1: 3. There's a name on the floor. Did you just drop that?
2: Oh,
0: no, I think. <laughs> <come> on <laughs> <laughs> on uh, 71, we've got the Walking Dead Omnibus, Volume 8. And uh, this is 169 to 193, which that's the last issue. That's the last right? last issue. So yeah. this is your last uh, is, Walking Dead Omnibus.
3: So is that a resolicited? Because didn't it have last month just to 192? I think that was... Was that a trade?
2: I I don't think that was the omnibus. Okay, so that was just a trade? Because there's
0: so many different formats they put Mm -hmm. these books out in. It's hard to keep straight. Uh, Mine is not
3: till 90. Mine is 96.
0: Mine is
1: 78. I tagged this, and it now seems oddly prophetic. Um, I tag page 78 because Die number eight is listed. And if you've noticed, Die has been selling out before it hits shelves. And what book did we not get this week that Matt pre ordered? <laughs> Why, it's Die number six, oh. which apparently sold out and we didn't get. So that's fun. But if you are not reading it, it's really good. It is d uh, D&D, but uh, very, very adult oh. and very dark and a lot of fun. On the next page, on 80, Gideon Falls uh, has another issue. It's a uh, beginning of a new arc. Am I the only one that reads this? I think we talked about this
3: before. I've read the first trade, and I, I haven't picked up and read the second trade yet. But.
1: So it takes this really cool turn that that really complicates the narrative by making it a multiverse. This is this is almost like Dark Towery where they're chasing this bad guy across dimensions and times and he's doing the same things. And But the, the barn is the nexus that leads them to all these other realities. There is the black barn in every reality and, and it's always a source of like evil and murder and things. It was really, really good. I'm super excited to have it back. My next thing is out '96. You guys yeah, got '90 before that. Okay, so page '90, Spawn
3: 302. They're stopping the uh, homage to his amazing <laughs> Spider-Man books here at 302.
0: Apparently, <laughs> the cease and desist must have been yeah. received. Right,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so, enough already, Tom. Yeah,
3: All right. Uh, I don't have anything but
1: 153.
0: '96, uh, so. Queen of dark horse. We've got a new mask series. Uh, I assume, I hope some writer had a good hook on this. You know, because otherwise, why are you doing a mask comic anymore? Especially not with the original creators. Uh but it's there. Uh after that we've got uh what's the name of this? Count Crowley, Reluctant Midnight Monster Hunter number one. And uh this is like, you know, just in time for Halloween. Uh it's written by David Desmalchin which I think is the actor. Um who I'm trying to think nerds will recognize him. He was in uh, Dark Knight. <laughs> well, this one doesn't. He's the um he's the guy that two fate that Harvey Dent grabs in Dark Knight, the Joker Goon that he questions. He was abracadabra on the flash tv show he's in the jay and silent bob reboot so just sort of on the fringes of the nerd world he was on spengoolie if you watch spengoolie a while back i'm pretty sure that's who that is um page 110 we've from again from dark horse we have a collection choke gasp the best of 75 years of ec comics if you like, that title's a little misleading. I
2: do, too. We don't
0: have 75 years of EC Comics. <laughs> EC Comics has been around for 75 years. Or has, you know, is that old. Uh, going into IDW, uh, just like we had last October, we've get, we're have we getting Star Wars Adventures, uh, Return to Vader's Castle. Uh, so, again, a weekly book for October. Uh, we've got Francisco Frickivia doing covers, but then he's also listed as an artist for every issue. So I, don't, I assume maybe he's doing like a framing sequence or something, or it's a typo. I can't imagine he's doing the bulk of this, because we also have other artists listed. Uh, to do on 136, we've got, uh, again, keeping with the sort of Star Wars Adventures, is the Star Wars Motion Picture Slipcase. So this is a collection of the movie adaptations they've done by sort of the uh, Star Wars Adventures teams. And I think there's supposed to be a spot for the... Um, Rise of Skywalker when it comes out. Uh, On 143, still on IDW, we've got maybe the best title this month, Marvel Solid Gold Superheroes. Uh, (laughs) So it looks like a collection of some of the old Golden Age stories uh, where we've got Captain America, the original Human Torch, but then we've also got Blonde Phantom, Sun Girl, Marvel Boy, and the Wizard. So some stuff that usually doesn't get reprinted anymore.
3: uh 153 we've got rom dire race number one still uh from idw uh, i thought this was kind of weird because i thought the dire Wraiths were just exclusively a marvel right. thing so i'm not for sure i guess if they've come up with some type of a deal because there really yeah. wasn't much rom to go with the original toy there were no other accessories or action figures or or villains that i at least that i was aware of so for them to use the dire Wraiths. Uh, maybe it's just like a blurb line he yeah. fights dire race on the toy but uh i did think that was kind of odd but anyway three issue series from idw well,
0: idw is doing a lot with marvel now i it can't it's not you know that mm-hmm. crazy that they would work out a deal for roms right. to do that yeah. uh, <laughs> i might rather see rom fighting the dire straits but you know we'll see
3: uh
1: They're the was a swing yeah they can really get it in there uh
3: so they get their money for nothing and their tricks for free
1: oh, yeah that's good
3: We've
0: got to do Star Trek books, Star Trek Voyager, Mirrors, and Smoke. And so this is kind of continuing their uh, mirror universe books they've done. I never watched Voyager. I really like these mirror books, though. So I've, I think it's just a one-shot, so I'll probably pick this one up. I think it's the, the same artist who did those uh to do kind of
3: see I think my next yep. thing's in Dynamite. okay so 164 um, still from IDW Jericho seasons three and four this is a TV series that I liked quite a bit. So they're soliciting a trade paperback for I guess the continuation of that story three and four or seasons what would have been seasons three and four. Um, I really think that uh, I've always described The Walking Dead. Um, as uh, 28 Days meets Jericho. So if you kind of want to see what I think is some of the uh, the origins of the Walking Dead series, then here's Jericho. So.
0: Uh, going into Dynamite, if you liked Art Germ's Vampirella cover, Dynamite is going to hook you up. <laughs> because we have the Art of Vampirella 50th Anniversary poster book with that Art Germ cover. After that, we have the Art Germ Vampirella Collectible bust, which is a bust of Vampirella's bust with art germ <laughs> design we're getting the fifth vampirella 50th anniversary ultra premium trading cards which shows a card of the art germ vampirella cover uh a few pages after that we have the vampirella by art germ collectible coin which is like those painted coins we were talking about previously so they are really milking that one cover Damn we've uh, <laughs> got oh, the boys babe. the boys collectible pin set <laughs> on 197 we have a uh, Vampirella 6 foot Jose Gonzalez standee and floor display so it's sort of a light size stand up and then a little spot for uh, to display books there it's
1: really a cool classic cover too though.
0: yeah and again you don't see too many of those anymore uh, let's see and on 206 we have vampirella number four now with another art germ cover so i guess they could do a lot more with that too hey kids you like art germ yeah
3: i didn't see uh i didn't see christopher priest's name on any of the vampirella books this month still in the regular one. okay i just i just glanced at him real quick um he's, I just he's, didn't, he's I didn't not doing it he's not doing
1: any of the other ones yeah just yeah, a, yeah no he's just just doing the, the, just just the, the, okay so he is all just, the, just the, main the, one. Yeah. Okay. Main i just monthly
0: missed it. so vampirella, um after that, we've got the Vampirella number one replica edition. So this is like the uh, original magazine. Uh, it's we've got you know foil versions of the uh, logo in red, blue, and platinum, and they are $50, fifty, seventy five, and a hundred dollars. Uh, I don't
3: know who this is for, but um, okay. On uh, I don't have anything till uh, well, on three, page three twenty eight. There's a Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton's kind of in our our zeitgeist culture-wise right now, and uh, so there's a book here on, let me find, lost my page here, Hamilton, the Graphic History of America's Most Celebrated Founding Father, I don't know I would call him our most celebrated founding father, but anyway, if you want a little history lesson about Hamilton, then uh here's a soft cover 15 bucks maybe worth a shot you can read it along when you listen to the soundtrack there you go i don't know it probably doesn't tie in you know and and the hamilton musicals not quite historically accurate in a lot what? of places are yeah,
1: you I know telling me
3: yeah it's a big surprise that uh, that wouldn't be the case but uh, good authority. I, and by the way an awful lot of hip-hop yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> even some of the things you know like well, could, we won't get into a discussion about hamilton musical. so <laughs> Is oh, this, good, because I have no frame reference at all. <laughs> <laughs> is this official yet? Can we talk about this? Do you know? Yeah, been, you, can, you told... can, because
1: by the time that this podcast go up, uh, it'll have already been made official. So okay,
3: so uh, just throwing this out here on uh, page 261, we've got our 260 and 261, we've got Dark Arc number one, uh, written by Cullen Bunn, who is going to be one of the featured guests at Saluki Con uh September 29th and thirtieth uh this year and I'm I'm gonna be set up there. Mike's gonna be i uh, have some presence there at the show as well and Cullen Bunn's gonna be there and
1: Matt's wife works in the department that puts go, on the con yeah. and, and, I, and we, who knows? we, we uh, and reached maybe, out and got him to be there. Yeah and, so, and Matt
3: may get the privilege of driving around, you know, some comic book uh
1: celebrities I, again. I did with Trevor Von Eden last that was, yeah. Picked him yeah, over the jealous. airport. It's kind of cool. But uh, the nice thing about it being Colin Bunn is given that he produces roughly 75 percent of all comics that are are published (laughs) in a month, the the, the rate that guy writes, there is a very good chance that you have bought at least one series. If you buy anything from Marvel, especially, he has done a lot of Marvel work. So if you've bought Marvel books anywhere in the recent past, he's probably done something that you can get signed at the con. Mm -hmm.
3: I've got, uh, he did Micronauts and ROM, so I've, I've got those oh, I can get signed. So I-E-W. back on
1: 246.
0: That's where I am too. Okay, so I'm going to have to make a confession here. I don't know how to pronounce this. Oh, the, this, this is Sumerian. Is it Sumerian? Yeah. Okay, I would I never knew if it was oh, a soft C or yeah. a hard C yeah. or if there's any no, weird pronunciation. You'd think that
1: it would be a hard C because Celtic is, yeah. and, and Samaria Conan is basically... Irish yeah um, which you don't think of because it's Schwarzenegger right but like yeah that in in the Ari Howard stuff the Cimmerians are kind of a stand-in for the Celtic folk Um, but yeah I am I am definitely so this is from a blaze which is the same company that's doing vampire state building Um, but tell me that you don't want to read discover the true Conan unrestrained violent
0: oh yeah and
1: sexual
0: I just think it's funny that there's like an off-brand Conan book while yeah. Marvel's doing theirs. So
1: so this is as it sounds this the the original stories have been around long enough that they're public domain mm-hmm. and so some of this stuff can be done in a different version. The only difference is, I guess, the estate of Howard still licenses the name Conan the Barbarian, mm-hmm. and Marvel still has the publishing rights okay. for that. So, so as they long can't as we don't call, call it Conan. It, it's a little bit like the Captain Marvel Shazam thing, right. where they could still call him Captain Marvel in the comics, but not on the cover. Right. So I, I, as I understand it, so like if you look, it says in the description that this is Conan. I just think they can't call the title that, but that's what this is. Right. So I'm actually
0: oddly psyched for it. Yeah, I'm probably going to pick this up just to kind of see what they do here. And I love
1: that Action Comics parody cover C. Also... Side story for just a second. I once had a customer years ago, and he doesn't, he doesn't live around here, so he won't hear this and be like, Oh, made fun of me. Oh,
3: we're national, Matt. But, I don't know this, what you're talking this
1: about. Is, we're worldwide, we have yeah,
3: prestige. He
1: pronounced, and someone might tell me, No, that is how he pronounces it, but he pronounced Ed Benes as Ed Beans. <laughs> and I, I lo- he said, So I was like, Man, and I it was when he was doing Justice League. And he's like, And Ed Beans is doing the art. And I laughed, like, thinking that was like his nickname for it. And he goes, What? And I said, Ed Beans, that's pretty funny. And he goes, No, that's his name. And I said, no, it's not. And he was like, yeah, it is, Matt. And he tapped. He's like, Ed Beans. I was like, oh, bro, it's menace.
0: <laughs> if I ever meet him, I'm calling him Ed I beans. was going to say, I hope
1: somebody is like, no, I've met him. And that guy pronounces it Beans. Pretty sure he doesn't. But, right. but I, every time I see it, I think of that customer who I, I really liked. But I, I got a big kick out of that.
0: So after that, you know, we've got Vampire State Building Number Two, which I thought that was a one-shot. I thought that was like a graphic novel. It, it was a graphic
1: novel, but they're reprinting it, in a – it was a graphic novel in French, I think, mm-hmm. and then they're reprinting it and as a comic miniseries in English, uh, okay. which is fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy them.
3: I just noticed on uh, several of these books have little QR codes that you can scan and get a preview. And Vampire State Building Number Two is one of them. Oh, cool! Because it's 2012. W- yeah, and there's <laughs> <laughs> what. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry with your cutting edge QR technology.
3: Well, I just had this. I've not seen this okay. in previews before. Have you seen them do this very much? In previews? I don't know. I would okay. have looked for him. So I mean, it's just like Man. you scanning it get a. <laughs> it
1: was such a like wow. Oh, it Indie... was like watching. It was like watching. <laughs> It's like watching the time that, that McGregor fought. <laughs> and you could see that left hand cover from a mile away. And you were like, it was so far out. How did he not get out of the way And that? It was just like it knocked him out cold. That Dan's, Dan's snark came from so far out. And it just completely slack Johnny. me. <laughs> It's <laughs> just over here cracking up. I don't know, man. Are you guys
2: oh,
0: using man. QR codes on a
3: daily no. basis in 2019? <laughs> no, it's, hey. I'm not
0: saying you're wrong. It's just. <laughs>
3: like, I, I teach computer security oh, and we talk Eric. about QR codes on okay. a, At least, if, you know what? One time in a semester for a security class. There's also one for the Cimmerian. For a QR code, you can get to preview issue one. Dude, to so All you gotta I, do is make scan it fun with your of phone. it. Aside, go I want to
1: read a preview, okay, and I don't I'm care. Oh do right well, you maybe guys, I'm gonna do. You a deal. Guys, go ahead. I'm gonna
3: read. Put in my QR
1: code, and I'm gonna. <laughs> so read now some we all know yeah. that Scott's got a sponsorship from a Blaze. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna use the QR code right now, fellow tra- fellow trendsetters.
2: <laughs> so.
0: Go ahead. On 252 from Acme Inc., we've got Rock and Roll Biographies Gore. So it's not the first Gore comic, but like if no. a band was ever
2: made for a comic book, it's Gore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, His
1: entire, like, guess, yeah. but worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. I've uh, got my uh, four, oh.
2: five,
3: six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wow. 11, Is it the whole 12, issue? 12, <laughs> it's a 12, 12 page preview of Cimmerian number one. Well, awesome. yeah, so take that and your <laughs> disrespect
0: for the QR code. My favorite is when I see him on billboards.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> back, to,
3: back to the Gore comic. I got a QR code on my business card, thank you very much. <laughs> uh,
0: I just want to point out, too, that this issue uh, that they're making here is a fundraiser for a member of the band who has MS, so... Uh, crazy gore comic actually going towards a good cause. What page See, was that on? I'm sorry. I uh, get serious. I don't know. I have, have to check the QR code. On I try to get serious. He brings it
2: back. There we go. On uh, two sixty seven
0: from. just uh, hey, wish
1: This was a video podcast sometimes, so people could watch me silently laugh until you know, my face it's, hurts. It's, it's in it's in I'd, have
0: to, I'd have to dress better.
2: That's true. On, uh, we won't comment about his right. shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On 267, we've got the Jimmy Bastards hardcover, collecting the uh, series by Garth Venice. Um If you like James Bond, you need to have read this book. Uh, it's just a fun knockoff kind of parody of James Bond and his lifestyle. On uh, 268, from Albatross Funny Books, we've got the new issue of Goon number 7, which, what, is four out, maybe?
1: <laughs> Did you know about that? Five is out. Four is not. Uh, there was what?
0: yeah. It's, they're doing it, some spawn, it, spawn
2: number.
1: No, I was yeah. gonna say contrary to popular belief, it's not a spawn thing. Uh, there was a mix-up at the printers. They they. That's they, a pretty sh- bad mix-up. They shipped the wrong issue. Wow. Like, yeah.
3: So, well, it's good to know he was that far ahead. That they could I know. But yeah. I thought too. History, I was like, history, and yeah, he hell. said
1: they're they're standalone issues, so you technically can read them in either order oh, if you yeah. wanted to. So, um, it doesn't
0: really matter. Well, I just want to point out this. They've got a uh, Rob Jones from uh, Mondo is doing sort of a Goon uh, Peanuts kind of takeoff. It's kind of a neat variant cover here they're doing. And the variant covers on Goon have been pretty strong, too. They've got yeah. some really good artists doing those. Yeah. Uh, and then on the next page, we've got the Goon Bunch of Old crap Volume 2, again reprinting some of the classic Goon stuff. We've had people looking for this stuff, though, so, yeah, it's been out of print because it's coming to Exploding Albatross, his company. Uh, on no, 283 from Antarctic, we have B-A-D-A-S-S number one. And apparently this is about an agent of the Bureau of Alien Detection and
1: Supernatural Sightings.
0: (laughs) If you aren't trying to get to that acronym.
1: (laughs) Nobody made that before. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic, because like, that's how they named G.I. Joe vehicles back in the day, right. right? They'd be like, well, this is the Hammer. What does it stand for? Yeah. Well, hang on, I'll figure it out later. Yeah, well, we're exactly. definitely calling this thing the Hammer, or whatever.
0: <laughs> on uh, 292 from Aspen, we've got some more of the uh, Michael Turner DC variants they're offering again. So if you missed out on some of those, you can and check again, that out. And again, and
1: yeah. again, and again. It's and almost again. like he's dead, and somebody's estate is trying to make as much money out of the right. existing artwork. Well, of-
0: I feel like... Supposedly, that was the story. He did some of that knowing that was going to be the case, right? Yeah. So, I won't begrudge it too much because no. of that. You know, that yeah. was his no, intention. No, I know, but it's, it's... I can understand why you revived.
1: It's always so weird to me because I there, he has so many variants still being published... Oh, yeah. ...that sometimes I forget he died quite some mm-hmm. time ago. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, you
3: had you know that... And then act- I, like,
1: second-guess myself and I think, wait, am I crazy? Did he... He did... No, he totally died, right? And yeah. he did, but...
3: Yeah. They are obviously actively seeking people who got commissions from him and convinced yeah. and all kinds of yeah. stuff. Probably to throw true. out additional covers and do a, you know, a sketch. And hey, man, as long as people buy it, oh, yeah. God bless. Yeah. I don't begrudge right. his family no, for doing no, it. But no,
1: it's a little, it's a little odd because there's so much of it every month for a guy who's been going. And it's so for, rare that that happens with comic books. Well, that's what I was to you know Like, I mean? there isn't anybody else like that. Yeah, this that they like just, just music
0: or right. fine art or something like and that. The,
1: and look, it's not like he's the only comic creator who's who's passed in recent years, yeah. but he is the only one that just. Month after month. But I, I tell you, Maybe though, is
0: he... So he's the Tupac of it, the comic it does, industry.
1: It does make you think that, like, when J. Scott Campbell and Joe Mad go, mm-hmm. and Frank Cho, people who were cover artists... Yeah. Oh, man, how long are their families going to be able to cash? Yeah. Which is great. Again, right. not begrudging anybody. I'm sure Jack Kirby's family wishes he'd done more unpublished covers right. they could sell later on. Um, but it's an interesting... It's an interesting thought of how much better it is to be a comic book cover artist than it is to be a comic book interiors artist. Mm -hmm. If you can make your living as Frank Cho just doing Harley Quinn variants every month, you should. Right.
0: On 315, we've got uh, Visions from the Upside Down, the Stranger Things art book. Uh, So I would assume there's probably some cool monster design and different things they probably did on the development of that show. Uh, and then from Devil's Due, we have How to Self-Publish Comics, Not Just Create Them, 5th Edition by Josh Blaylock and Tim Seeley.
1: Does it involve stealing people's stuff and not
0: that's, paying them? That's kind of what I was wondering. No like, offense guys, to Tim
1: Seely, who is a real stand-up dude. These
0: are guys who, you know, publish comics.
1: Josh and Blaylock. It,
0: and it says this is required reading at the Savannah College of Art and Design with their sequential art program. Hmm. So I guess it depends on <laughs> what all they're saying in that book. Um... Oh, kind of going back to some of the Star Wars adventure stuff. On 316, we have the Star Wars Choose Your Destiny A Finn and Poe Adventure by Kevin Scott and then Elsa uh, Chartier. but She's a really good artist, sort of like a, almost like a Chris Somney kind of style, not to diminish her artwork, but just if you like that art, check hers out too. Uh, it's a really fun style. And uh, after that on 317, we have Marvel, absolutely everything you need to know softcover. It's a reference book. 240 pages and 10 bucks. That's all you need to know about Marvel. It's all right there in that book, so just pick that up, and you'll be set. Uh, on 3D18, uh, there's sort of a back-to-school theme this month running through the catalog, and they have the Ultimate Star Wars Definitive Guide to Star Wars Universe Hardcover New Edition, and that is labeled as the back-to-school. I mean, yeah, when you're going back to school, that's what you need. You know, you got to be up on your Star Wars references uh 321 going into some of the dynamic forces stuff they always have these signed books and sketches and stuff and i saw Mm -hmm. how did they get these old hulk issues these are the true believers believers, versions (laughs) that's what it took me a second to catch on to (laughs) with that Uh, oh on page 326 we've got from fanagraphics we have the ed pisker fanagraphic studio edition And so this is a lot of his original artwork from Hip Hop Family Tree and X-Men Grand Design. Uh, Again, if you're a fan of his work, this might be something to check out. It is $150, so it is pretty pricey. I have heard him talk about this, though. It's listed as 140 pages. Apparently, the finished version is closer to 200. So, there's more going on here than what it says, but again, still at the 150 price point.
1: On the next page over is Don Rosa's Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck. Uh, They've done this multiple times at multiple publishers, but if you are like me and Dan and Grip in the 80s and you loved you some DuckTales, this is uh, the next best thing to Carl Barks as far as Scrooge stuff is going. Now, if I was going to start with Don Rosa,
0: is this where to do it?
1: So... What this is, is like a love letter to all of the little bits of history that Carl Barks sprinkled into his Uncle Scrooge issues. If you don't know who Carl Barks is, he created basically everything you know from DuckTales. Yeah. So he created Uncle Scrooge, he created the Money Bin, he created Duckburg, Magica, the Beagle Boys, the Number 1 Dime, Gyro basically everything other than gizmo duck which was original the cartoon um and in his issues in the 50s and 60s he had a lot of references to things that uncle scrooge did in the past like you know panning for gold and the mm-hmm. klondike and things and uh, don rosa grew up a huge fan of carl barks scrooge issues um especially when barks was sort of an unnamed artist that people called the good duck artist uh, because they, <laughs> they didn't credit yeah. people by name right um and that is a series of one-shots that Rosa sprinkled through his own run on Uncle Scrooge. Now in the collections, they tend to put them in chronological order, but he didn't do them necessarily. He just did them as he felt like it. Right. Like, if this is going to tell about what he did, whatever. Uh, but they're a great place to start if you want to start reading Uncle Scrooge. If you're a big fan of DuckTales, either the new version or the old version. To be honest, the new version actually hues closer to the comics in terms of the history and continuity of the characters you wouldn't think that Mm. but it has the the new version has tons of visual gags and references to the to the rosa and bark stories both Mm. so if you haven't read them and you like it it is a fantastic place to start because it it really treats that character the way that the comics always did which is as sort of a badass adventurer Mm -hmm. um, which is very out of place for uh, for Disney, if you, you only know Disney's direct cartoons. But Disney, uh, all the Disney characters, honestly, are are really different in the comics. Mickey Mouse has detective stories. Uh, Donald has lots of adventure stories. It's not just, you know, funny animal slapsticky stuff. And, and Scrooge was a globe-trotting explorer. And they're all much more mature and much less silly than you'd think they'd be when done by the right creators. But Don Rosa is the second best Uncle Scrooge person, but he's the only one still living and is the only one I met. And he is a fantastically cranky old man who does. <laughs> uh, and I, I, he talked to me for like 30 or 40 minutes oh, at his yeah? table at C2E2. Uh, I watched him be rude to other people, but be as good as gold to me, man. <laughs> he is one of those I'm here for the real fans kind of guys. Right. And so like he has signs that say I won't sign anything DuckTales. DuckTales is not Uncle Scrooge or whatever. He has some real hard feelings towards uh, other right, Disney right, properties. Right. He's a very purist. But his stuff is it's so clearly, uh, and I hate to use the phrase because it's so overdone, but it's so clearly a labor of love for that character. Like, you can tell how much he loves that character in that universe and that sense of a real history that he's trying to assemble out of them. They're just, they're just really well done. If you like Art Adams or Nick Bradshaw art, art that really hyper-detailed, his stuff is a lot like that. Hmm. I don't have anything until 369, so I have nothing until 390. On 336,
0: uh, from the Hero Initiative, we have the Captain America 100 project, and they've done these before with some other books over the years. At least
3: Amazing Spider Man is the one that I remember. There was a Spider Man one. Yeah,
0: there was an Ultimate Spider Man. There's been a few different things. Yeah. I, this just says it uh, covers to Marvel Comics Captain America number one. Which one? <laughs> you know, I yeah. assume it's the most recent, but they don't really specify. Well, it's probably all of them. Could be. Uh, on 338 from Humanoids, we have The Twilight Man, uh, sort of a biography mm-hmm. of Rod Serling. Uh, I know there's a lot of fans of The Twilight Zone in this store, so somebody better pick that up. On uh, 342, we have Batman, the definitive history in comics, film, and beyond. Uh, it's a $75 hardcover reference book coming out in October, so, you know, in time for Christmas. So that might be something to get for a fan. Uh, 345. Uh, we have a new issue of Airboy, <laughs> number 51, and it's been years since number 50. This is one of those things I always think about, going back and checking out. I just never have. Uh, it's but, Chuck Dixon. Yeah, it's Chuck Dixon, mm-hmm. and we've got a Sam Keith cover here, and I think he did some of the work back in the day. Uh, so might be a time to jump on that. On uh, 364, we have from New England Comics, we have The Tick, The Complete Edlin Trade Paperback uh it's complete in that it's all the stuff he did and <laughs> then they have their uh, make believe issue 13 that edlin never finished <laughs> i think it was called was like pseudo yeah pseudo tick number 13 that was done by other creators later to kind of wrap up that storyline uh, i'm still waiting on him to come back and finish
3: that page 369 you got uh, rick and morty 55 i don't know if i probably should say this or not but i'd because I talked to, I actually got to talk to uh, Kyle Starks at Gen Con last weekend, and apparently he's about this may have been his last issue of Rick and Morty. I think he's pretty excited to go back to uh, some of his creator-owned stuff, and maybe he's going to do some other things besi- uh, later with Rick and Morty. But I think this actual way I understood it was this actual series is going to be ending if it's not with this issue with the an issue really really soon. Oh, they're yeah? they're going to start renumbering again at number one. Right. So they're doing they're doing the Marvel thing. Uh, with uh, with Rick and Morty, so um, just kind of an FYI for the Rick and Morty fans out there. I think he was got on like he's like sixteen or seventeen, so he's okay. been on that book for quite a while. So um, yeah, go ahead. On page four hundred from Tomorrow's Press, we've got the
0: world's finest bundle, and so this collects the Krypton Companion and then the Batcave Companion. I have the Batcave one; it is great. It's a lot of interviews with older creators from sort of the Silver Bronze Age of Batman. yeah you know, kind of starting with the new look, Batman. Uh, and these guys are old and don't care about anything anymore. so you get you get the truth out of them and why what happened happened. <laughs> And they don't care anymore, and so that's a. Let really, me tell you
1: about Archie Goodwin. Let me whatever. tell you about <laughs>
0: let me tell you about Neil Adams, and then Neil Adams is in there talking too. So it's a fun it's a fun read. And he's
1: like, "What did that old drunk say about me?" <laughs> yeah, I want to go back to 390, not because I'm particularly drawing attention to it as a book I'm buying, but to give a shout out to uh, an actual friend in real life who is also a customer at the store. Uh, Andy, if you are listening, which I bet you're not, but maybe you will after I tell you that I called you out on the episode. Uh, I do not know the first dang thing about Robotech, really, but my friend Andy, who's a longtime customer of the store, uh, gave me an extended series of texts explaining to me his theory that the current Robotech book was leading towards an alternate history slash reboot. And at the end of it, I said, okay. (laughs) Because (laughs) I don't know what any of this means, but okay. And here we are, Robotech Remix. He accurately called Uh, where they were going. Good job, Andrew. It had such a... It was so entrenched in continuity and minutiae, I thought there is not a snowball's chance in hell that they're going to do that because what could the audience for this possibly be? It's got to be so small, right? And apparently, I was wrong. Mm. Because here it is. So... Hats off to Andy, who called that's that. That's all one I right. have for this side of the catalog. I, I have just a couple more things, I think. Page uh,
3: 404.
0: Yeah.
1: You go. 404, Roku number one, by mm-hmm. Cullen Bunn, I might add. Mm-hmm. Not to besmirch Cullen Bunn, but I am a big believer. I always buy the A cover if I buy any book. Ay. But I yes, will be damned powerful. if I buy that A cover, or at least not just that A cover. The Dave Johnson B cover is freaking cool, mm-hmm. right? That A cover, I don't know who Victor Kovalchev is. face is awful. It's awful. Awful. It yeah, it is like middle school art class. It it's it's terrible. <laughs> I I cannot buy it. It's so bad. I just can't understand why that is the uh, the base cover.
3: Then what you should do Ugh. is get the Roku one through four pre order edition bundle, I, which is available only to local comic shops. If you order issues one through four, that is legitimately
1: a fantastic yeah. idea, and I yeah. think that is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I really so, am.
3: Now, why you would want a comic book about your internet uh, movie playing device, I'm not oh. for sure, but. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. given to understand it means <laughs> yeah. something in another language. Yeah. That's all right. I can figure. But, but, like, but
0: still, why call your product that? Yeah. Especially I'd when see. Valiant's trying to get movies made. And Valiant and, has um,
1: been using that character since the relaunch in 2011 or 2012? 2012,
0: 2012. Roku's out oh. by then. Yeah. <laughs> but they weren't particularly well known. Right.
1: So maybe this is one of those, well, I thought we could get away with it yeah. kind of things. Well, but the answer is no. You
0: they'll probably know. just do that t- That spinoff TiVo. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be her arch nemesis.
1: The great thing is if they have gone and locked up the copyright to use that in movies, like, well, no, no, you can't mention Roku in that movie because that's owned by a comic book. Right. The last thing on this side for me is on 466 in the t-shirt section. There are these Arkham Asylum shirts, and they're perfectly fine. There's like a baseball team T-shirt. But there is an orange hoodie that just says inmate Inmate across the back of it. And it's got, you know, like a little print on the front, an Arkham thing. And it makes me think of... It's one of the things that makes me feel legitimately kind of old because I had an Arkham Asylum inmates T-shirt. It looked like a scrub
0: right. when I was in
1: like eighth grade, <laughs> and I remember being. When it
0: looked like a scrub. Yeah, yeah. It looked <laughs> okay. like
1: like like look look like a like a nurse's scrub. Right. But it was like an Arkham Asylum shirt and. That seemed very fun to me then. And now I think that just seems like you're getting stopped and frisked. No, for sure. <laughs> that seems like a terrible idea. Baby,
3: 469, you've got the Star Wars Han Solo Silhouette Navy Blue t shirt, which is just basically the, uh, the outline of Han Solo inside the outline of the Millennium Falcon, which is, I think, kind of cool. I saw they had like an uh, art, uh, a piece of art at, uh, uh, oh, gosh the disney hollywood studios hollywood studios right mm-hmm. at disney mm-hmm. that was it was more uh detailed than what this is this is more silhouettish uh looking but it's still kind of cool just to see Holland inside the falcon yeah it's, it's yeah it's a pretty cool looking shirt so you should come to, look at page 469 you'll know what i'm talking about flipping done over sorry yeah no uh, i've actually already talked yeah
1: we talked about that so already. on uh,
0: page 18 we have the yes. disney select classic classic action Figures series one uh, which is three black hole figures and the Rocketeer. <laughs> the I want, Rock- I want that Rocketeer figure. I hope we don't have to order a
3: case of these to get one. Well, I don't know. Have you but seen it the like black a- hole? No, it is. Well, I I have extremely fond memories of yep. this movie, and I was actually digging through comic books uh, someplace the other day and found a black hole comic book in a dollar box and said, I don't know, I'm just going to get it because it's a yeah. black hole. I, you would, know? I would buy it too. <laughs>
1: yeah, It's oddly
3: dark. Yeah, and it's uh, Anthony Perkins, and uh, I can't even remember who all was in it. But, uh, I remember watching it on Disney
1: Channel
2: when mm-hmm. I was a kid
3: yeah so I, I just I'll date myself I think I saw this in the theaters
2: yeah I don't even so, know when it
3: was
1: when was it released I
3: think it was well it ha- had to have been after Star Wars yeah so I don't know probably 78 79 I'd, so I, I, think I was born. yeah So that explains why I didn't see it in the theater then. yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm way looking forward more towards a Rocketeer figure yeah. especially because we
0: don't get that much Rocketeer stuff no, anymore uh-uh. and when it's solicited they, they cancel it <laughs> on uh, page 50 from uh we have some DC Heroes statues here. We have the Batman Dark Knight mechanic. That Dark Knight's really from, nice. Yeah, from Tweeterhead. And then a DC Superpowers Shazam.
1: That, that Shazam looks exactly like the Alex Ross one. It's
0: definitely that pose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of lightning and clouds. Looks pretty cool, though. And yeah. again, if you've been getting the Tweeterhead DC stuff, which Mike's been pretty good about getting here in the store... Uh, after that on 51, we have some a couple different Harley Quinn mallets. We have an inflatable one, and then says so this one's made out of cloth. So if you're a 14 so. year old girl with daddy issues. Exactly, and it's there's plenty of people around here that cosplay as Harley Quinn, get an appropriate mallet that you can actually hit somebody with and not hurt them,
1: hopefully. On 61, did you see these Marvel 80th anniversary pops? Yeah. How freaking fantastic are Namor's eyebrows? look at that he <laughs> yeah. has these awesome like cartoon angry eyebrows and normally you know pops kind of have blank expressions right for the most part and they have these awesome giant angry eyebrows yeah. but on. but it, and it and looks I like love namor I that's like yeah how, that's how he looks that's what i'm saying like you don't need to do anything else for you to be like oh that's namor look at those eyes
0: yeah yep and right after that we have the pop movie moment batman uh set with uh batman and commissioner gordon with a light up bat signal like from the dark knight movies I thought that was kind of cool on uh, 73, we've got uh, some Godzilla products here, and we have the Godzilla 1962 Walking Pose 11-inch PVC statue. Uh, I feel like why not just do Dancing Godzilla if you're going to go <laughs> that far? You should have just done that. Um, what about this? Oh, on page 96, we have the Flash Gordon, Savior of the Universe 1-6 scale collector figure, uh, are it's you gonna a, sing it? It's a, no, are you, gonna nah. it are you gonna say it all? You
1: gonna sing it down nah, I'm I'm good. Give me a Freddie Mercury.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's too late for that. <laughs> uh, so it's a nice likeness. But again, it's a $200 Flash Gordon figure. Is there a market for that right Dude, now?
1: I felt there's a certain I know there's point.
0: that documentary that just came out. Yeah. but Is there a
1: market
3: for 90% yeah, of the things that are exactly. in the back of the catalog? That's a good point.
1: I feel yeah. like I could tag lots of pages and say, mm-hmm. who? Who's who? going to buy this? Right. It, because it's never... I never have a problem believing that someone wants these. Mm-hmm. I have right. a hard time believing that enough someones want yeah. these to make it work. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, things are really, really expensive, and that's why. Like, oh, this is $350 for this because we don't expect to sell a Lot, but even then, yeah, to
0: mass produce something, Mm -hmm. yeah, on a 111, we have the Batman Batwing posable desk light.
1: Freaking cool, man. If
0: I was using still using a desk on a regular basis like that, I'd probably pick that up. Yeah,
1: I looked at it and I thought, where do I have a need for this in my house? Yeah, I racked my brain trying to think of a place I could put this, and I don't know, but I really want to have a need to buy this because it's so nice and it's not too terribly expensive, honestly. I thought it would be worse. Yeah, if I was
0: still using my drawing table like that, I would get that and put that on there, and again, just play around with it mostly, <laughs> like I'm flying the bat. I was <laughs> gonna say, make, make vroom vroom yeah. noises there. Yeah. Uh, after that, we have some new tune tumblers. We have I a uh, Batman things. who laughs, and then uh, Jock's Joker cover that they've merchandised like crazy yeah, they, these last mm-hmm. few
1: years. Could not have been a better shirt for a t shirt or a picture yeah. for a t shirt, could they?
0: Yeah. Uh, on one seventeen, we have uh, some Avengers Endgame life size stand ups. So if you want to have a life-size Scarlett Johansson or Chris Evans in your house, there you go. On 118, we have some Marvel 80th Anniversary uh, buttons and magnets of covers. Some of these make sense, but some of these look like really random choices with just sort of random Thor and Iron Man from the 90s. Yeah. You know, it's like, what were they thinking with some of these? Is that Hulk
3: 2099 in that bottom row? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Like, why that one? You know? Page one nineteen. There's this pretty cool Alien Ripley minimal poster framed prints. Uh, oh, that is nice. I just it's just basically wh- almost white, green, and black. It's so like three color, yeah. and it's uh it's pretty cool looking. It has me uh, intrigued.
0: On one twenty two, we have the Star Wars Death Star waffle maker, which looks cool, but man, there's no way that's cooking your waffle evenly. <laughs> <laughs> 125. We have Super Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong Cookie Jar. So it's a you know a barrel with the DK logo on it. Uh, I don't think I had anything in the game section. Same. Yeah, with cards, just there's the Tops 2019 Stranger Things upside down trading cards. So if you're getting all the Stranger Things merchandise, maybe check that out. And I think that's it for this catalog. You guys bunch, get anything bunch else? Bunch of
3: blank covers. Amazing Mary Jane 1. Amazing Spider-Man Full Circle 1. Ghost Rider 1. Vengeance of Vampirella 1. Monster Planet 1. Underdog 1. Ruwan's 1. Life is Strange 9, which is an odd issue number to have a blank cover on. Uh, Unbound 1. Birds of Prey 1. Hit Girl Season 2, number 9. Batman's Grave, number 1. Gnome and Omen, number 1. And Chrononauts, uh, number 1. So tons of blank books in the catalog, and there's probably some more in there that I missed. Um, which one are we going to do first? The most excited or the buy recommendation? It's the most excited. Okay, you guys go first, because I'm not for sure yet. <laughs> I think probably the one I'm most excited for is the
0: Superman Smashes the Klan. Uh, I just feel like that's a story I'm kind of interested in. Uh, I like the writer. It looks. I like the artist, too. It's a studio. Uh, it's a Couple women, and I've liked some of the other work they've done, so I am really looking forward
1: to that. I think I am most excited for Basket Full of Heads. Yeah, <laughs> I am kind of looking forward to this Joe Hill pop up imprint.
3: I think I think I am gonna go with uh, the deceased uh, tray because I haven't read any of the the issues. You are not like actually, it; it's fun. Yeah, I've, I've heard that yeah. it's pretty good, so um, I think I am looking forward to that. Yeah, buy recommendations. I do have mine on this one. I can go first on this one. So, okay, so my buy recommendations are the three uh, future fights first. Number ones: the White Fox, Mm -hmm. the Luna Snow, and Crescent and Io. Not only are you going to have those characters introduced, there will probably be some additional characters that are introduced and cameos or whatever. So, to me, it kind of feels like another Naomi chance. Uh, So, I will probably be picking up a few copies each on those myself.
0: Yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm just nothing really grabbed me like that. I think I think that is a good pick there. Uh, but yeah, I guess Roku number one. I'd have to go with that because you know obviously that's gonna be the next big media breakout star. Yeah, the next trademark. Yeah, of war. I feel like people especially were really, because people,
1: she doesn't look at all like Medusa from the Inhumans. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like people are probably gonna
0: be put off from that cover, so it's gonna be under ordered. So, when they it should, does, they should be put off. When it does blow power. up, you know, it'll be hard to get.
1: Uh, I'm going to stick with what I said earlier. I think the thing that's that jumped out at me as the most likely to be franchised to some of their media is uh, marked number one because I think the elevator pitch for it's super easy. All right. We're done? We're done? I'm, like we're done. All right. I, I'll uh, be honest with you guys. You don't know what time it is. It's like 9 o'clock, and we've pulled books, and we've done other stuff. And <laughs> we've got busy days. I, I worked all day today, and I know you guys <laughs> did too. Freaking tired. We've been talking about comics for two hours. Yeah. So this was going to be a short one. I'm super glad we didn't say it when we started, but we did all think this was going to be a short one. Mm-hmm. Apparently it is not. We were wrong. Thanks a lot, Dan. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You notice so, we did two-thirds of the talking. As, as always, you can find us all on social media and other places. So uh, mine is at Wookie Copilot on everything, W-O-O-K-I-E-C-O-P-I-L-O-T. Dan?
0: Uh, I'm at Detective 651 on most things, not Facebook, of course. Because uh, Dan's a serial killer. Yeah. You can find me here at the store on uh, most Saturdays. When and- he's not
1: out serial killing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I will be repping Campus Comics at
3: the uh, Sluggy Comic Con next month. Scott Reed, I'm at birdcomics.com, b-u-r-g comics.com. Have my own convention coming up in Harrisburg, Illinois, August yeah. 31st, whoop, whoop. Uh, and then I will also be at uh, Con, September 29th and 30th.
1: All right, guys, we will uh, see you soon. I don't know if do we have another episode before the yes, next. Yes, this yeah, will be, be.
3: Well, this will be. This will be 48 and we I think we're going to record a, a news roundup That's episode. That's what I thought we were going to yeah, do. We, kind of, we need to be, be yeah. doing one of those. Is yeah.
1: That uh, that one may have a guest on, yes. right? Yes, well, I think
3: we'll have Michael Atchison back on that one, we hope. We're OG. trying to make it work.
1: OG, OG, OG
0: Mike Atch.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> uh, and, and, again, we've got the big uh, 50th episode coming up, mm-hmm. so stay surprise, tuned for Surprise, surprise.
1: Right. That's, that's the one a- that's the one where it turns out that this was all a dream.
3: There you go, right? And
1: we find <laughs> out that the real value was the friends we made along the way.
3: And on that note <laughs> Are we done? Yep. Okay, so. right. We're shutting this down. start over. <laughs>